Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we creep slowly towards WrestleMania. We have your AEW Revolution picks. Sonya Deville gets busted carrying a gat in New Jersey. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. I'm sorry. I was wondering why she got arrested. I saw that shit and I never clicked on it. I, I would like, too if I were her, man. After that stalking shit that she went through. No I mean, shit. You know, it's that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks. Welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Amelia Earhart Foundation, and sitting directly across from me, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? A part of me was waiting for something black-related, but I forgot. It's March already. Yeah. So quickly forgotten. It's women's history. It's women's, yes, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Got and a bunch. Got yeah, a bunch. I'm, I'm sure you <laughs> That's just, you know, the Sometimes warning shot. parameters actually help the art. You know what I mean? <laughs> you say, we coming through five weeks. Cow, cow. And on that note, we know that I'll ask the congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band for Ringside podcast, volume 297, chapter 3, verse 14. And the good smart say it, hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the holy trinity of BFR. Not much on my end, you know, just doing my thing, just watching the wrestling, just feeding the cast, trying to make a living, you know, being the black man in America. And out there, being a white man in America, in Portland, Oregon, we have two beers. Zach Pullman, what's going on? Beer for Weston House. Ah, man. Get lost with that, a.k.a. Hardy, hard, hard. I like it. Um, yeah, uh, pretty good. Uh, March is a good month. I get paid bi-weekly, and this is one of those months where I get paid three, three times. Three checks. Always dope. Jason and I are coming at you from beautiful St. Charles, Missouri. It's pretty nice outside. It might be drizzling a little bit. You know, Zach, you saying, I was telling you guys before we came on the air that uh, just apropos of nothing, I decided to listen to our revolution picks, the very first revolution from three years ago this week. It was February 27th, 2020 on the old band from Ringside Feed. Don't know what made me do it. I was just like, oh, this might be a fun little did you do? Up. Did you go to Spotify? Uh, I was on Apple Podcasts. Okay, so it, it's okay. a different feed. No, that's that's the usual feed. So you can anybody that can that is listening to this that wants to go back and get a giggle, they can go on uh, Apple, Spotify, whatever the case may be, and uh, and go back and listen to it. But my AKA that week was Handra Bullock, <laughs> and I was like Handra Bullock in the heat. Hand your bullock in miscontiality. <laughs> I got to remember this. And then Zach says, you couldn't even, I, I didn't even, I couldn't even find a joke like that on the net <laughs> to complete silence. <laughs> complete no silence. sale. <laughs> Everybody's like, okay. And that reminds, I mean, and then Amelia Earhart Foundation, then he goes, you can get lost. That I mean, Zach's good. He's quick. He's you know? good. He's, quick. No, he's good. No question about uh, it. So we got some predictions tonight. Uh, we, I don't know. I mean, I got nothing else to bullshit about beforehand. We don't have to talk about the weather, do we? Zach, what's the weather like out there? <laughs> Uh, it legit hailed today. Well, that's weird. Damn, yeah, dog. It hails pretty often. Uh, it's just it's just like a, a casual hail. It's not any of that powerful. Uh, fuck up your sight and shit like uh, you get in the Midwest. 
One of the strangest weather phenomenons. Let's do a half hour. On <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm sitting there like, damn, dog. What's up with the Portland weather, man? Shit, you talk about snow one week, hail the next week. What the fuck? Nah, let's get to that three count. Fine. One, two, three. JCB, kick it off. As our humble host said, we are creeping towards WrestleMania, so we're going to talk a little main roster. Uh, I'm sorry, WWE, Raw, and SmackDown. Obviously, SmackDown first. Um, obviously, the story coming in was whether or not Jay was going to resurface or not. Um, Jimmy has been looking for Jay, blah, 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 can't find him, yada, yada, yada. That was the major storyline throughout SmackDown, but they did manage to sprinkle in some matches. Imperium goes over uh, Braun. Uh, not, I want to say Riddick Moss, but it's not the case. It's Madcap Moss and Ricochet in the opener. Uh, obviously, the story here is Drew McIntyre creeps down towards ringside, and it looks like we're doing at least Gunther and Drew, if not all three, and the third being Sheamus, but we have time to flush that out. We'll see what happens there. Um, Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio in a backstage segment. Dom comes in to make his appearance. I'm always happy to see that. Jimmy and... Uh, Paul Heyman in the back. Paul's basically saying that you need to call out Jimmy at, or Jay at this point. Handle your business. In-ring solo. Do your thing. Blah, blah, blah. The biggest, one of the biggest things that came out of this episode was the return of L.A. Knight. I had questioned where L.A. Knight was since the last time we saw him at the Royal Rumble. He comes back looking just as good, talking just as much shit, and then proceeds to lose to one Kofi Kingston. I'll let you guys jump in at this point. Uh, good to see LA Knight back, but I question whether or not he's over in the, the mind of Triple H. In fans' minds, easily over. Everybody's singing his catchphrase. Everybody's yelling, yeah, and all that other good shit. That's great. Unfortunately... Losing to Kofi Kingston doesn't leave me much hope, at least for the the close, the short-term future. Better choice of words. I'll let you guys take it from there. Well, I mean, we can say that it looks like I was wrong when I said a couple weeks ago that LA Knight's going to have a WrestleMania match. That being said, it feels like I was right when I said that LA Knight came, came out of the uh, Bray Wyatt feud uh, getting more over because it seems like people were high on LA Knight when they came out. He got a pop. Like you said, people were saying his catchphrase. And people, well, we'll talk about Bray later. Zach, what do you think about anything that Jason just said? Uh, in regards to LA Knight, uh, I think this is funny. I actually didn't tell you guys this story when I was at the strip club the other week. Uh, <laughs> I ended up uh, talking to this dude uh, about wrestling. <laughs> I'm sorry, go so, ahead. I'm going to leave the jokes until the end. Finish, please. I, uh, so yeah, that's what I do. Sometimes I just chat up random dudes about wrestling. But that's what happens. strip club. And, uh, yeah. And uh, so um, there's a lot of more interesting things going on around me. But it was very funny because we're, like, having a good conversation. <laughs> that's and, what I'm saying. Uh, thinking. I'm like, so the talent wasn't that great at the strip club? I mean, the last thing, if, it, the, if I'm at a strip club and the talent is good, guess what the last thing we talking about? Wrestling, band from yeah, well, <laughs> It was a work event, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so talking to this guy, and it's, like, it's always nice whenever you find, like, a wrestling fan out in the wild. You're just True. like, oh, shit, I hit the jackpot. Yeah, right. Um, 
And then it was just so funny because he was like big LA Nightmark, and he's like, dude, he's like, he's great. He he can talk. He can wrestle. He's gonna be a future WWE champion. I'm like, I don't think you know how this works. I'm like, <laughs> um, it, it was very funny because uh, he was just so high on him, and I'm high on LA now. I think he's you know very talented, but I'm like, he's no spring chicken. He's gonna be there to get guys over, and if the only guys that he's losing to are former WWE champions and like up and comers, like you know, he lost to Bray Wyatt, he lost to Kofi. Both those guys are former champions. Uh, he's in like you know higher profile matches like that's that's fine he can be a guy to get some younger guys on the way up over and do it well um you know he'll get his wins and he can always talk his way out of losing i mean i don't Miz never wins a match but he's always you know in in the shit and you know like la and i can be one of those guys i also think it was very funny because um he's talking about it wrestling and then like this is how tribal wrestling is like you can't only watch wwe and I mentioned something about AEW, and he gets, like, uncomfortable. And so I, like, had just, like, a sixth sense. And uh, I was like, yeah, so I was listening to uh, Wrestling Observer Radio, and he's like, oh, Meltzer? And the dude just shuts down and pretty much stops talking to me. Just Damn. because I said that I listen. And I was like, so, uh, I was like, so what do you like get your, get your, like, wrestling stuff, you know, on Twitter and stuff? And he's like, oh, he's like, I follow zero news. And I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> and this anyway, conversation's over. <laughs> just very funny. But uh, it was just a funny and a girl thing I just had to pass on. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, LA Knight's on TV. And like I said, losing the former champ. Uh, I did like uh, the uh, the Dom stuff. He's, he's the highlight of the show. Who would have thought that just standing there while Buddy Murphy kisses his barely legal sister uh, and he just standing there awkwardly in the baby face while this goes down, uh, that he would eventually become a highlight of WWE television just by riding along with this, uh, with this fun little prison gimmick and, and being in a, in a hot faction. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Well, it does look like we're going to get Ray versus Dom. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yep. yep. That, <laughs> if and, you don't, I'm hot. And uh, it makes me pretty pleasantly surprised that they didn't pull the trigger on it earlier because now Dom actually has a bunch of juice behind him more juice than Ray and that is the best time to do this and you know cutting a little bit further ahead but we don't have to do it in order I mean Dom begging Ray to hit him and Ray not doing it and the crowd really wanting it that bodes really well for a Wrestlemania match and I, I hope I don't have very much faith in this I hope that they that Ray doesn't touch him until WrestleMania. That would be perfect, but at some point, you know, Ray's just gonna be like, "Look, I gotta beat your ass," you know, and you know, give the crowd a little something. I would agree with you totally. That would be. I mean, if you can keep it, if that indeed happens. That will be a WrestleMania one of the WrestleMania matches that I will be looking forward to the most. Yeah, because it, it would be it would have the anticipation of. And on a much smaller scale, but when Hogan and Rock wrestled and they didn't touch for a little bit and the crowd just was like, you know, getting into the moment was like, oh, shit, this is really getting ready to happen. It's nowhere near that big. But on that same scale, fans want to see Dom get his ass handed to him. He's an impetuous ass child. Yeah. yeah. Okay. As a, as someone that doesn't have kids, I'm looking at Ray like, 
Dude, you know you need to put hands on this motherfucker, right? Oh, I could put hands on my kid. <laughs> no fucking doubt. No fucking doubt. As long as we get uh, child protective services in the, involved, uh, Zach, would you put hands on your kids? Uh, have not. Have maybe wanted to. At <laughs> you could beat them all but up, also, though, right? Uh, currently, yes. He said, "Currently, yes." <laughs> he said, "I'm on the clock." <laughs> I've been watching my nephews get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and like my my seven my 19 year old nephew. Hope he doesn't listen to this. I mean, he's such a sweet kid. I, I don't think he'd have a chance against me. My 16 year old nephew is fucking jacked. And he was second team all conference uh, linebacker as a sophomore, and now he he decided not to play basketball this year, and he's doing wrestling instead. Oh Jesus! And he is fucking jacked, and uh, I think that he would probably fucking kill yeah. Me. You you would have a, an issue <laughs> on your hands. <laughs> he would probably fucking. <laughs> now probably, you gotta fight dirty. He's probably like one seventy or what? I think he wrestles at like one seventy two or something. He's my height, maybe a little bit taller. I yeah, mean, he's just a brick shit house. Yeah, he would shoot on you and just. Get, Put you at his will. I'm not scared of you, though, Luke. <laughs> Come find me. Right? <laughs> and help me move this couch. Before you beat my ass. Um, we talked about Dom. Well, we just <laughs> talked about Dom and uh, Charlotte and Rhea coming out for their face-to-face. Very interested in this match. Uh, I thought this was a good use for Dom. Charlotte, uh, bring it up. Andrade is the biggest Andrade, you know, thought process. I, I totally th- forgot about Andrade until Charlotte brought him up. and You know what? That didn't even occur to me that that might that her bringing him up might mean that he's going to show up. It didn't even occur to me. I'm not saying he's showing up. I'm just saying this is the most we talked about him in months. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's that's where I'm going with it on that one. Um, neither here nor there. Like I said, Charlotte and Rhea, I think, should be one of the highlight matches, possibly a – Night closing main event match. We'll see what happens there. Shayna Baszler beats Natty, whatever. Um, Tegan Knotts comes out to help Natty before she gets stomped by Ronda and Shayna Baszler. So it looks like we'll have something going with that. Um, we'll talk about Shayna and uh, Ronda Rousey probably more towards the end of Raw because that might be the slot where they get into WrestleMania, but we'll see what happens. Firefly Funhouse next. Um this is where I have at least some of my problems with Bray and what they're doing with Bray. Bray's figuring this out. I don't know. Let's well, let's just have the whole Bray conversation here because we had the Fair fire. Enough. We had the Firefly Fun Firefly Funhouse, which it's funny in that three years ago pod that we were listening to, we were having the exact same conversation. We were like, they brought him in with all this heat. We Everybody wanted to see him, and then they just took too long to do stuff with him, and they fucked him up. It was the exact same conversation three years ago. And the thing about him fighting Bobby Lashley and Lesnar taking on Omos, <laughs> let's, let's take... Well, let's take the Lashley-Bray thing first, because... Lashley comes out, this Bray Wyatt video plays where he's basically making fun of Bobby Lashley uh, for being a, a big, strong guy. You know, it was like, oh, he was like, he was teasing Bobby Lashley for working out a whole bunch and having a perfect body, right? That would have been funny. That would have been funny like week three or week four of Bray's comeback. But like now, 
like when uh, I, I forget the the guy that does play by play the the English fella that does Kevin Patrick Kevin Patrick thank you he says Bobby Bob he says after the video plays he goes Bobby Lashley didn't want anything to do with Bray but now he might not have any choice it's like might not have any choice he's like I'm like Bray Wyatt's a fucking clown like he's just up there making fucking TikTok videos and Bobby Lashley's supposed to be pissed off about this. You know what's what's better podcasting? What's better wrestling podcasting? People praising the shit out of out of out of stuff, or just people shitting on it? Uh, I'll leave that up to you, Zach. What what do you think about what's going on with Bray Wyatt and Bobby Lashley right now? Big old motherfucking duffel bag of shit. <laughs> Jason was hitting the weed. You almost killed him. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is not a good build. It will not be a good match. And yeah, not looking forward to it. What's the. Is it going. Oh, man, if they do a cinematic match with Bobby Lashley, one of the most over dudes in the company. No, I, he's not that over. He's pretty over, dude. <laughs> not anymore. <sighs> okay. I'd say in, in, to live, I'd say the live crowd, he's one of the most overdues in the company for sure. Yeah, I mean, people said in that Montreal show that he got the second biggest pop all night uh, <laughs> for for his entrance, I should say. I, I think that people really are have come around on Bobby Lashley. They respect Shit. him. They, well, you saw you saw what happened when Brock crossed paths with Bobby Lashley. Brock was that guy. As crazy as this may sound. I expect the same thing to happen when Bray and Bobby cross paths. People are going to gravitate towards Bray for whatever reason. People are still on this storyline. They are on the Bray Wyatt bandwagon. God bless you for it. I promise you, watch what happens. Fans will, even with Bray is, is being booked as the heel, I promise you, fans will still stay behind him and not back Bobby Lashley. I mean, is uh, Bray's not a heel or a face? Bray is just Bray. It's just, and that that is a that is death in professional okay, wrestling. Okay, but what I'm saying, okay, so case in point, so the that Firefly Funhouse, you had Uncle Howdy next to him. So we went from literally. I can't trust you. I don't know anything about you. So now we boys and shit without really not much explanation. And now Uncle Howdy ain't here. This this is this. I mean, it really kind of adds a little bit juice to the rumor that Vince still has uh, some creative control. And it adds credence to your report. Because this is some Vince ass shit. Oh, my my Brock. Okay, my report. Thank you for bringing that up. You are very welcome. It adds credence to your report that Brock basically was offered the Bray Wyatt match first and turned it down. That's what sources told me. And now you have, you've pivot to Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt because apparently Bobby Lashley can't just say no to the same things that uh, Brock Lesnar can. God bless you, Bobby. Company man. I feel you. Probably should just say no well, on he, this, he but also, that's another story for He also time. probably doesn't have the veto power that Brock Lesnar does. He probably doesn't. They'll, and that's, they'll, let, they'll give Brock whatever he wants just, so, just as long as Brock can do as little work as possible because Brock's – Okay, so now we'll move on to Brock and Omos. Please. Because Brock and... The shower match when I'm at Joey's house on Sunday. 
You take showers at Joey's house? No, I told him when we talked about this on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> he called me on Monday, and we were talking about it. He was like, they're going to do it. I'm like, no, nah, they're not going to do it. They're going to do it. No, nah, we're not going to do it. So, of course, they did it. Uh, they so did he it. called me back right away, and I, I didn't even you know, give him a chance to say hello. I was like, look, I don't give a fuck if this is on Sunday at your house. I'm bringing I will over, sit I'm bringing in the over, bathroom. I'm bringing over my Aqua Velva. <laughs> I'm bringing over my Irish Spring. And I am taking a fucking shower <laughs> into your apartment. I was like, dude, I'm not watching that shit. If I got to go outside, smoke weed. If I got to go outside, smoke a cigarette. If I got to sit in your bathroom for the five minutes that match is going to take, so be it. I want to say, though, that it was pretty clear during that Brock Lesnar MVP promo segment that MVP was uh, – he was out there, yes, anding. Like he was, he was on Improv Street. He didn't know what Brock was gonna say. Brock said, "However it ends, just spit it in my face. I'll f five you. That'll be it. But we'll have like eight minutes to fill before that because MVP did not know what Brock was gonna say, and Brock was just out there clowning, like clowning. For someone that has anxiety about doing promos. Brock Lesnar's come a long way since the Paul Heyman split. It's probably that Zoloft, baby. <laughs> Helped me. Hey, whatever, however it works, man. Hey. If he, if the way he came out, and it, I kind of knew that it was going to be silly, but just to see Brock help carry the segment. It, this is MVP's territory. You know, it was, I, don't get me wrong, it was an entertaining segment. It, Zach, what did you think about it? It was entertaining. Yeah, uh, entertaining segment, and you just knew. Uh, I mean, you just played out so well. I'm like, he's going to set that right in his face. He's going to get F5. <laughs> I'm like, and, turn uh, away, yeah. turn away. <laughs> I still, no matter how many years it's been, uh, Brock Lesnar's voice just doesn't match his body. That, that's true. That's 100% true, man. It really does not. You act like it's Tyson or some shit. It's, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home and fuck my life and drink a Miller Lite. That's right, a Miller Lite, because Coors Light won't pay me. <laughs> You're not like a killer at all. It's, um, I mean, it's I don't know. it's Tyson to Jason. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it's all, it's, it, it, Tyson's standing on his corner and Brock's just kind of creeping over there. Tyson's like, hold on a second, dude. He's like, get back there. Get back there. He doesn't want Brock on, <laughs> he doesn't want Brock on his corner. <laughs> I'm uh, dead. <laughs> listen, listen. Uh, out of the two matches, which, stand back, stand back. Which stay one, on your side of the street? Which one would you? Which one would you rather see? Which one do you rather want to see as a match? Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley or Omos versus Brock Lesnar? And let me before you answer, Zach. I just want to point out that uh, you should have solidarity with Brock Lesnar because. He mispronounced. He mispronounced Omas the same way that you did. I noticed too. that. <laughs> I felt. I felt very validated. I bet you did. I bet you did. I bet you did. Panama oh, Red. He did it like three times. I think he was doing it on purpose, though. I don't. He did it so exaggerated, exaggeratingly. He goes Omos. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, Zach, you were saying that you felt vindicated? Yes, very much so. Um, and I actually noticed, and it was funny because I was like, how do they notice whenever I say it wrong? Because I don't ever notice. I just feel like I'm just saying the name. And then he said it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that was wrong. Uh, so, uh, yeah, better than to validate that I wasn't the only one. 
But as far as the two matches, that is really not tough at all. And it's going to be Bray Wyatt and Bobby Lashley for sure because I don't want to see Omos on my television screen ever. And I wish the best for him in life and for all the plane rides that he has to take where he's very uncomfortable. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. True, true words ain't been spoken. Man. That poor bastard. God Can damn. you imagine him flying? Fuck no. Oh, uh, I would rather see Brock Lesnar versus Omos just because I'd rather see Brock Lesnar versus any of those. I'd rather see Brock Lesnar than any of those guys fighting. Omos, Omos is not yet 30 years old. He's still a really young guy. Uh, it's weird calling him a kid, but he is a kid, even though he's seven foot five. Um, but I would just rather watch Brock Lesnar. I would rather watch uh, Brock Lesnar wrestle Period. Let me give you a nugget. Yeah. All right, Jason, what's next? Um, Karen Cross versus Rey Mysterio was next. Um, once again, Diamond Mysterio all involved in this, costing uh, Rey Mysterio the match. Karen Cross chokes out. Uh, Rey Mysterio assists to Dom once again. Like you said, think we're leading towards the eventual WrestleMania match. And then Bloodline closes SmackDown. Um, I didn't think that Jay was coming out, but I guess that's just me being naive. Jimmy calls out Jay. Sammy comes out instead. They argue for a little bit. Both guys have points. You can't really say that either guy is wrong. If you look at from their perspective, I could see why the other is upset. Jay starts to come down. Jimmy jumps Sammy. Sammy catches Jay or Jimmy while he's trying to wave Jay down. As Sammy goes out, he and Jay kind of look at each other. Nobody does anything. Sammy dips off. So once again, another just cliffhanger to keep you coming back for next week's SmackDown. Obviously tomorrow night, where we'll see Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. On top of that, we'll have to answer whether or not Jay and Jimmy reunite in time for their WrestleMania match versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Zach, what are your thoughts about where the Bloodline story is right now? I think it's in a really good spot. I mean, we still got some weeks for WrestleMania. They are going to want to keep us on our toes about some of this stuff. I think by, you know, three weeks, we're, we're like five, six weeks out. I'd say by three weeks out, we need to have matches like solidified. Um, but I think this build and the uncertainty is compelling television. And it's still probably the best thing going as far as storytelling and American wrestling television right now. So, Totally agree. I'm still way into it. Uh, I, I, You know, we thought that we knew where they were going uh, at, em- at Elimination Chamber. They swerved us a little bit uh, with having Jay, Jay's whole thing at Elimination Chamber swerved us a little bit. They didn't swerve us as much as you want to. Oh, and for your weekly for your weekly update on what our friend Tender Mahal thought about Bill's takes, uh, he told me that I booked the shit out of that Sammy angle. So I really appreciate that. Thank you very much, Tender. Oh, Jesus he, he, re- he really doesn't like my takes very often. Yeah, well, I told you last week that he told me that I was wrong all the time. So, you know, and he called me. He said that I act like a grandma when it comes to blood. So I think I, I'm just... 
hey, I'm a journalist. I'm just reporting what I know. You know what I mean? Says the guy that books Jerry Gay or, or Gary Jay on his on his show. So yeah, I, I would assume that him ha- having uh, zero problem with blood would be your problem, not Joey's problem. <laughs> but another story we're for gonna, another. We're going to talk about blood a little bit later. We got Ambrose coming up in another. <laughs> but uh, you ain't shit. Can I can I just have a little PSA here for yes. For all my friends out there that uh, watch wrestling, this should be good every week. <laughs> and Let me get a cigarette going. It's, it's, it's not necessarily you guys. It's not necessarily uh, the people within the sound of my voice at this moment right now, which is, you know, Vice and J Bell and Zach. But for everybody else out there that is bitching about uh, the Bloodline storyline, uh, kind of going slowly now and. Uh, they want something to happen now and everything. Uh, maybe you guys should just take a couple weeks off of wrestling. Have you guys thought about that? Because if you're going to watch seven hours of wrestling a week and five of it's going to be Raw and SmackDown, and they're going to do multiple segments because they are not trying to cater to you. They are trying to get people that don't have time to watch seven hours of wrestling every week, and they want to keep everybody engaged with the storyline. Maybe don't bitch about where the storyline's at right now. It's going to move incrementally because if it moved any faster, then you guys would be bitching about how they blew their load three weeks before WrestleMania and how it's all predictable and how you're so mad about how it's all getting so predictable. Oh, my God, so predictable. Oh, it's too slow. Oh, it's too slow. What's going on? Now Kevin Owens is here. Why don't they just fucking shit or get off the pot? Why are they fucking leaving me with blue balls? It's because you watch it all the time you fucking cucks <laughs> that's what i have to say i'm not sure if i can come what the oh hell I, no just, listen <laughs> listen uh that that's just you know that's i think that we should start doing tiktok i think that would be a really good tiktok we could probably get so many more listeners just people getting mad at me down, down, down. Yes. You know I mean? <laughs> yes. Me too. I was about to say, it's not like I haven't had a, a hot bad take in God knows how long. Jesus Christ. Good point, though. It's the. Thank you. But it's. I think it's the just the instant gratification of the now, of the, this generation. It's six weeks out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, damn. What. If this, if this shit unfolded, like you said, three weeks before WrestleMania, I would be pissed. Pissed. Drag this shit out, man. Look, if it's that boring, come back. Like you said, come back in two weeks. They still going to be building to this shit. As, a, as, a, as an athlete, you know. <laughs> As somebody who's ran a couple half marathons, mm. you don't want to run 15 miles three weeks before you hit the half marathon if you're doing the training. You want to keep building up, keep building up, so you build up to the 13.1 miles. So the week before you run 13.1 miles, you run 10 or 11 or 12 or something like that. That's Consider WrestleMania the half marathon because it's usually way longer and not nearly as satisfying. Um, except for last week, uh, our last year. What else you got, Jason? Let's flip over to Raw. We'll uh, start with the curtain jerker, Street Profits versus Jimmy and Sogo Sokoa. So obviously, JMIA again. Street Profits get the. Oh, I'm sorry. Street Profits lose to Jimmy and Solo Sokoa. Um, KO comes out. Obviously, 
Glazed to SmackDown. We'll talk about that, obviously, in a little, little bit. Another seed to the um, eventual tag team uh, title match that we, we all expect to happen at WrestleMania. MVP Lounge, we already talked about that for a little bit. Lita and Becky, backstage segment. Okay, it is what it is. Cody and Chad Gable, the next wrestling match coming up. Um, I said last week that especially with Roman Reigns not being around, that Cody Rhodes would have to carry the the load of this feud for a little bit, kind of the same way with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns back in the day. Funny how things kind of flip. You know, life is weird that way. I thought this was a really good match. It's another, you know, chance to give Chad Gable a little props to hang with a guy that's getting ready to headline WrestleMania night two. Um Otis is another spinoff. I'll let the uh, Alpha Academy Mark over here talk about Chad Gable and Otis. But the match itself I thought was really good. Predictable finish, but you can't have Cody losing before WrestleMania. Chad Gable and who? Cody Rhodes. No, what did – sorry, go ahead, Zach. Both uh, legit shoot wrestlers, too. Mm. Uh, But, uh, yeah, that was fun and, you know – I like the short but sweet promo that Cody did afterwards where he's like, oh, uh, Roman's going to be a SmackDown. And guess what? So am I. And Heyman later on. He needed, a, he needed a week with a short and sweet promo in a match against somebody that can work, and that's what this was. 100%. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and uh, Heyman later on, you know, basically saying, yeah, Cody, either you can confront Roman Reigns or Roman Reigns is going to confront you. Like basically saying Roman's not running from him. Uh, which is also pretty short and sweet for a Heyman promo, but uh, yeah, enjoyable. Cody, I mean, you guys have stuff like that, like you know, have Chad Gable wrestle like legitimate wrestlers, and um, have Cody wrestle legitimate. Like this is like, this is, I watched the Hulu version, admittedly, but this was not a painful show to watch. Um, I enjoyed SmackDown and Raw this week. I, too, watch the Hulu version these days, and it was a pretty enjoyable Raw. That was a very enjoyable match. I mean, I I, I skip through a lot of stuff when I watch even the Hulu version uh, just because, I, you know, I got TCB at work, you know, guys? Uh, you know. But, um, <laughs> this is true. You got money to watch. Well, yeah, and, you know, my uh, my title at work is Business Execution Associate business because that's what i take care of execution because i execute an associate because i didn't plan for the future when i was in my 20s so <laughs> <laughs> just but um, but this was a very very enjoyable match that i i really think that the i mean we talk about gargano being the babyface underdog wrestler that could take the world by storm uh, someday could catch heat Someday could catch fire and, uh, you know, fuck around and win the the big belt. I think the same thing is true about Chad Gable. I knew you were going to say that shit. I mean, I might be wrong. I'm wrong all the time, and I don't mind being wrong. But, like, when I'm right, I'm right. Like, Brodus Clay is currently the NWA champion. The other thing to that. (laughs) Fucking Billy Corrigan. (laughs) I love Billy Corrigan. (laughs) 
fuck. Now I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, go ahead. The um, world is a vampire. <laughs> I remember that. this is just quick sidebar That's for thirty. Back from like hundred yes, episodes. Yes, <laughs> I remember that episode. I was just like for the like the fifteenth time you guys were doing it. I'm like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> My Billy Corgan impression is top notch. <laughs> I'll let you drop that in whenever you're ready. Um, Barry Corbin gets uh, cut off backstage. Today is the greatest day I've ever known. All right, go ahead. Not bad. Um, <laughs> to switch over to KO. So, obviously, there's going to be something with Baron Corbin probably post-WrestleMania. Um, right now, he's just getting the uh, the Heisman from everybody. Whatever. doesn't matter. I only like Baron Corbin anyway. Um, Judgment Day. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I remember what I was going to say. You said Otis. That's not his name anymore. Oh, Jesus he's, fucking Christ. He's Otis because he's joining the Maximum Male Models. He ain't now joined them is, motherfuckers yet. That is something he to be joined them. Has he joined them yet? No, but he will. Okay, well. <laughs> he's going to. As far as I'm concerned, mama called him Otis. I'm going to call him Otis. Judgment Day, whatever, backstage segment, probably setting up more so for the eventual Finn and Edge match at WrestleMania. Oscar Carmella, Oscar wins, um, whatever. Once again, build towards Oscar Bianca. Not that big of a deal. Candace beats uh, Piper Niven. I thought Piper Niven might be getting some a chance when Triple H came back. Clearly not the case. Candace ain't Candace ain't getting over uh, in on the main roster. It's just it's just not happening. I would tend to agree with that. Um, Zach, I'll, I'll let you defer to this. You're the Candace Gray mark of us all. I'm, I'm going with booking. Yeah, I think she could. It's just she hasn't been positioned um, to do so at all. Um, but I think she has the talent. I mean, she's got a good look, uh, which is just like a very like PC way of just saying like she's attractive, which is a requirement in WWE for the most part. Um, but she's also a talented wrestler, and you know she's got good charisma. It's just they they haven't positioned her as a star at all, and she kind of came in right whenever. Becky and Bailey and Charlotte were all like coming back. Maybe if you know it would have been a different different timing, she could have. And you know, not everybody's gonna be at the top of the card either. And I'm not saying she's like a top of the card person um, at all. But uh, you know, sometimes people just get slotted. Sorry, uh, I, I was. Uh... I was distracted. I took off my sweatshirt. Oh, yeah, you were distracted. I bet you you were when I took off my sweatshirt. (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? uh, I was kind of, you know, you say that being attractive is a requirement in in WWE. You know what? I'm not even going to go there. That's just... There's no road that I can go down. Where are you going to name an unattractive? Woman. I was gonna name a bunch of well. them, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. he's like, well, if you remember, uh, you know, Serena Deeb looks like a cocktail waitress on an oil rig, um, and <laughs> that is funnier than anything I ever said about Serena Deeb. <laughs> I used to say she looked like a, a Applebee's bartender. Yeah, that, that was, is that saying she was a cocktail waitress on an oil rig is. Did you just make that up? God damn, that is fucking good. Oh, my God. That is fucking good. 
That's uh, amazingly fucking funny, man. I'm, That's yeah, horrible. I don't want to talk about the attractiveness. Shit. I, listen, I stopped thinking about the attractiveness of wrestlers ever since horrible, Eve left. Dude. <laughs> Eve Torres. Oh God, Eve Torres. Anyway, Jesus uh, fucking Christ. So go ahead, go ahead, quarterback it. Well, I was just seeing where we were at here. So Johnny Gargano backstage, Miz coming out saying he's going to be the host for WrestleMania. Seth stomps him out, calls up Logan Paul. Logan Paul comes was going to be apparently going to be on Raw next week. So that we will probably lead to their WrestleMania match. Man, you got to have a really strong Bluetooth signal. Oh yeah, for your Bluetooth to hit the jumbotron. <laughs> Like, I got to be, ca- be careful <laughs> next time I'm at a live show. If, is my Bluetooth going to hook up there? I was like, God knows what Aaron's getting ready to yell at you for. <laughs> Shit. I was like, aren't you still at Raw? Yes. Yes. Still at Raw. <laughs> it's the last segment. We got to leave in 20 minutes. Um, backstage segment with Damage Control and Austin Theory. We should point out about this Rollins-Miz thing, though, that Rollins is fucking over as a babyface. <sighs> Like, he is mad, mad over. And that Rollins-Logan Paul match, it's going to be Logan Paul's best match. I'm I, I'm sure of it. Okay, so... I'm sure of it. Let's, I'll, I'll, let's sidebar on that for 30 seconds because I kind of wanted to talk about it, but let's talk about it anyway. Um, this has the potential to steal, to steal the show, number one. No doubt. Number two... Logan Paul's best match, in my opinion, was Roman Reigns. You're gonna, you're saying this could possibly supersede that? There's absolutely no doubt. Two beer. I'm sorry, but I lost. I was talking to my kids and uh, got distracted. Do you think that Seth Rollins Logan Paul has a chance to be better than Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to possibly, like, whatever night it's on, it, it, it's like a possible show stealer. Yeah, so he just basically agreed with both of us. You said it can steal the show, and I said it's going to be be- It's gonna be Logan Paul's best match. He's only had two, basically. Three. Right? Three. Um, it, or, I guess if you include the Royal Rumble, it's four. Right. But, I mean, this is going to be his best match. Seth Rollins is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And Logan Paul obviously can fucking go and is he's a freak athlete. He he, sorry, he raised the bar on Roman Reigns matches. He made that 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 was Roman Reigns' best match of last year. Yeah, probably. That's not a beefer sake. That's not a beefer category. I guess it could be. Anyway, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to Logan Paul coming face to face with Seth Rollins. Sorry, Seth freaking Rollins next week. Oops. Dude, did you just get a check? At, you know, I'm really looking forward to the premium live event where <laughs> all my favorite superstars come out. <laughs> you said all his favorite superstars come out. That was good. You didn't even have a copy. Um, Lashley's crushes. Uh, Bro. Uh, Elias, another uh, Bray Wyatt uh, vignette. Yeah, we covered it. Jesus Christ. It was the same thing we covered. Um, Johnny Gargano defeats Otis, but obviously Maximum, no, not yet. Maximum Mel Miles, obviously, at ringside, so we're leaning towards an Otis and Maximum Mel Miles uh, 
reunion, you know, pairing, whatever you want to call it. That's good, by the way. That's good for Otis and also good for Chad Gable. And also good for the maximum male models. It's more so better, from, in my opinion, more so better for Chad Gable. Chad Gable can stand alone. Otis, is, it feels like he, he should be a part of a group in this scenario. He, could, he would be the best wrestler of maximum male models without question. So to me, this is win-win. It's I just... want Otis Masse. Oh Jesus Christ! And Mansoire. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! To win the never, the never six-man belts <laughs> <laughs> because they're better than uh, House of Torture. You... Uh, House of Torture doesn't have anything. Yeah, I was, okay, that's what I was getting ready to say. Now I was getting ready to come over the table. Now fucking nerds! I was getting ready to come over the table. They lost the titles. Now if you want to send them over to get worked over by Desperado, uh, fucking Renarita, and fucking uh, Suzuki, by all means, please, I, I would pay money for their flight to I'd get watch that, that work. I watched the fuck out of that man. <laughs> it's gonna take five minutes. Shit, which lasts longer? That six man or Brock? versus Omos. Uh, Brock versus Omos is going to last less than five minutes. People are saying, oh, we don't see what the you know the big picture is with that. You guys don't understand wrestling when they put that match together. Man, I know what wrestling is, and that's the bathroom break match. As soon as Brock comes out, it's time to hit the merch and go to the bathroom. Grow the fuck up! Never, motherfucker. I'm talking to everybody else, not you. All right. Let's talk about this main event. What else do we got? We got to talk no, about the main, main event. event. We got the main event. Uh, the main event was Damage Control fighting against uh, Becky Lynch and Lita. <laughs> Vice just made a fart noise. And I don't blame him. Vice, I don't blame Vice him. Vice just made a fart noise, and he was exactly correct. Uh, so Lita and Becky Lynch are now... <laughs> They're now tag tag team champions. Uh, there's nothing wrong with this. You know, it's fine if Damage Control loses the women's tag belts to Lita and Becky Lynch. Well, I mean, it's going into WrestleMania season. Becky Lynch is a huge star. Lita's a returning legend. They're gonna obviously going to have a match at WrestleMania. They're just trying to do business. Jason's making faces. Uh, Zach, tell me what you think. Yeah, I don't think belts matter. Um and, you know, belts are just props anyway. Uh, and you want to put the props on, like He's you said, some re- really big stars. And it's WrestleMania season. And, you know, give those gals, uh, you know, something. Put the titles and those gals on the pay-per-view. So uh, probably going to be the six-man, the, the six-woman that uh, Jason was talking about last last week. I think there's... I assume, unless, it's, unless it's Ronda and... Um, right. What's her name? Shayna. R- and Shayna Baszler going against Lita and Becky Lynch, which is also possible. I think it's also possible to get a singles match between Bailey and Trish Stratus because Trish Stratus kind of put a little extra mustard on that beatdown. Uh, that's actually more likely the singles match and then Shayna and, and Ronda versus. Becky and Lita for the belt. That, that makes more sense. Everybody gets a payday that way. I. I you know, at the risk of, you know, it's Women's History Month. And I've already said, talked about non-attractive, although I didn't name any names. But I I did have a thought. <laughs> oh, I remember where that quote comes from. It comes from uh, the movie Best in Show. Best in Show, there you go. Uh, I also had a thought that uh, Lita and Becky Lynch heading down to the ring together reminded me of the scene 
in Back to the Future 2, <laughs> where, where Biff is in the car with his grandpa. <laughs> no, Biff is in the car with the old version of Biff. <laughs> and he's like, no, you dumbass. And he tries to give him the almanac, you know. That, God damn. That's what it <laughs> reminded me of. Now, listen, Lita... Lita is a uh, she's a she's she's a Hall of Famer. She, she's twenty years past her prime, though. I mean, let's let's be real. Can we just be real about this? I mean, we're we're real about Goldberg. Like I I was talking yeah. about earlier, we yeah. listened to the old one. We were real about Goldberg. Uh, somebody said on Twitter that Lita was moving around like Great Kali. <laughs> Man, hell no. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I'm so glad I did not take almost that killed drink me. A beer. Almost <laughs> killed me. <laughs> Jesus almost. Christ! But she nailed. She nailed the. She nailed the moonsault though. Can we just say she nailed the moonsault? Uh, she, she, otherwise, she'd be dead, and there would be no title change. Right. It took her a while to climb up there, though. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> That was great. Mudo. That was KG Mudo last week. I'm like, don't do it. Don't you do this listen, shit. You're 60. I, listen, don't you moonsault off this top row. Lita looks great, and I'm glad she's getting a payday. She is certainly a huge star, and they certainly afford these same opportunities to male legends. And and it's tougher for a woman because they have to look. They, they are held to higher beauty standards than men. There is no doubt about that. I'm just saying the same way I would make fun of an old guy, the same way I made fun of Goldberg trying to jackhammer Undertaker is the same way that I will make fun of Lita not really looking very quick. Putting the poon in Punjabi prison. All right, Jason, anything else uh, that we have to talk about? Well, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, get my little two cents in on this main event. Did I not let you talk about well, it? No, I'm sorry. I'll, look, I'll be brief. Number one, I agree with Lita and the Lita analysis. Probably just not in position to be where she should have been in this match. You know, 20 years, ring rust. I get all that. I get it. I'm not expecting sure, her to come out and look good. My biggest problem with this is what I've always said about tag team wrestling. I don't give a fuck if it's WrestleMania season or not. When you bring Trish Stratus down, that screams six-woman tag. I don't understand why we're doing a title change when the only goal is a six-woman tag. That doesn't even make any sense. That's what I meant to do. Okay? That makes zero sense. You can still accomplish two goals at the same time. You can still have damage control, retain the titles, because God knows they've been the champs for a hot little minute, lost the titles, and then got them back. And then they move to the makeshift team of Becky Lynch and Lita. Come on now. That's why you're pissed off. Damn right. Because you get pissed off about makeshift tag teams. Damn right. And especially when they won the titles. All right. You can still do two things at the same time. Why is Jason so worked up about this? This is one of my pet fucking fucking peas about shit. Jason gets worked up about makeshift tag teams. Teams winning the titles off of real tag teams. Yes, that's I. I was like, why is he getting so worked up? Outside of that, everything else, all the goals you can want to accomplish, you can accomplish. Now, if you want to do a triple threat, would you would you have been okay? Would you have been better with Becky Lynch and Lita winning the tag belts at WrestleMania? No. 
Well, then, okay. Well, then, <laughs> like, what the fuck do you, you want can do, you, They don't have another tag team. You can do, if you want to do... Sasha okay. and Naomi. No, okay. no, no, no. All no. Right, right. If you want, you can do this one of two ways. If you want to do the six-woman tag, then you don't have damage control, lose the tag team tiles. If you wanted to do a triple threat, you can still have damage control, come in as champs, and then you can have... Uh, He's heating up. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler pin Lita. So now you have the uh, uh, not even a really a makeshift tag team, but some some pe- two people that have a connection to win these tag team champions championships. You got everybody on the show, and everybody wins. That makes sense. This made no sense. And it was it was embarrassing to watch for the simple fact that God bless Lita, she was not ready to compete. Period. And now you're gonna have a tag. Are you talking kayfabe style? I'm t- no. I'm look at it. Look, let's look at it. Look, legitimately, she was not good. Period. No, she was super wasn't. slow. Yeah. Step behind. She wasn't. The moon salt was like, please God, make it. And, that, and then you're going to make them tag team champs because Becky Lynch is around? Come on, man. Make it make sense. It's the alternate 2023. I don't give a rat's it's ass after if Lita it's came West. back and gave Becky the sports Come almanac. Come on, man. Come Let's on. get to that two count. <laughs> One, two, three. Two beer. What's the two count? We can do this the easy way or the hard way. The easy the way. <laughs> I always love that. Anyway, um, uh, so AEW, uh, we'll get back on track here. We won't. We won't really get into the odds and ends. We got a pay per view coming up here. Uh, but Rampage was a surprisingly good show this week. So I'll just roll through it. Uh, although it was interesting, I feel like we could have flipped reverse ordered the entire uh, card, and it might have been a little bit better because it opened with the Young Bucks versus Aussie Open, and like. For no reason. Like, I, I don't know, like, what was happening with this, like, at all. It was just like, hey, we're just going to have this awesome tag team match for Open Rampage. And it was absolutely killer. Um, you know, Young Bucks won, but, I mean, I feel like they went, I don't know, I have, like, a time. It was Young anything, Bucks, but... Aussie Open, for the opener of Rampage last week? Yes. Man, I didn't even hear yeah. that. <laughs> I, I like, usually at least heard? check exactly. it. I was like, oh, hell no. I'm definitely watching this shit before I go to work this morning. Fuck that. It was it was a good match, a pay per view match. Yeah, um, well, yeah, it's, yes, it's a fucking Wrestle Kingdom match, and that and both teams look good. Obviously, the House of Black angle comes into play, and that's kind of what what I wanted to see, um, how they played that, how they looked on Friday, and then flipping it going forward on Wednesday. But no, the the physical match itself is is really good. I thought it. Everybody did their jobs. Mark Davis is a fucking animal in the ring. He can just toss guys around like it's nobody's business. I love Aussie Open. Bucks are the Bucks. Um, good match. And for Bill, who's finally going to tell the Young Bucks part now, but for Aussie Open, Mark Davis no, no. is the one with, like, the butt. He's just got that, like, big butt. No, I can uh, tell Aussie Open. I, I can tell apart. Aussie Open. You're apart. giving him too much credit. He still can't tell the Bucks apart. I, no, I still can't. No. I still can't. No, I, I really can't. 
And when you were saying well, – I've tried. No, he, we, literally, when you were saying that Bill could tell the Bucks apart, he's over shaking his head like, nope. <laughs> 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 no, I can't. So don't give him that much credit. Brodus Clay, credit. Bucks could, telling each other apart? No. Nah. Man, there's something from that podcast from three years ago that Zach said when I – because that's the first one where I said that I couldn't tell the Bucks apart. And Zach said that oh, – fuck, it was a really funny line. So, I mean, it was something about having child porn on his on his computer or something. It was, oh it, was it was like really funny. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> February twenty seventh, twenty twenty. Yeah, before I go to work tomorrow, it's a, it's, I gotta get a good giggle it's, in. It, I mean, it's really a momentous one because it's the, it's, it's, the, pre, it's, it's that one pandemic. It's revolution predictions. It's after Bray Wyatt. Uh, loses the Goldberg, and it's right before the pandemic. So, like, we we have no idea what's coming, and it's just kind of like it's a, the pandemic WrestleMania, right? But we didn't know that that was coming. No, I'm just saying because I'm thinking in my head. So we're talking about up, what's coming up, and it never happens. But it's just kind of like interesting to listen to. Like, we we had no idea, yeah, what was ahead of us. Like, just like three weeks away. That's like crazy. we were just carrying on as. As you know, <laughs> as we do, right? <laughs> anyway, oblivious to shit. Go ahead, uh, Tuber. That, that's funny. Um, so on that same vein, I feel like uh, some people I've seen describe FTR as uh, FTR hair and FTR bald, which is really funny um, <laughs> because they couldn't tell those guys apart, and also like with the name confusion. I was online for like I don't know, like maybe like three minutes like on social media this week because i just haven't i haven't been doing it this year at all and within those three minutes i saw the most amazing line in describing ftr and it was somebody said ftr hair and ftr oh my god please stop talking and uh that cracked me up because sax harwood is kind of a fucking complaining bitch um or at least he comes across that way well you're talking Um, about shoot style right yeah, 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 yeah. Not, yes. not in case of, right? But it was just pretty funny, right? Uh, but anyway, uh, so uh, Tony Storm, I, you know, with Soraya, for Soraya, I, I, I don't know which, which one it is this week for me, uh, but uh, Willow Nightingale, and uh, had a, a good match. Uh, Bummer, you know, Willow Nightingale. She's got a lot. She's got really good charisma. I feel like she kind of deserves more than to just lose, even though Tony Storm is like a bigger star and more accomplished. And of course she's like, you know, just more accomplished in her, her career. Like I feel like Willow um, has momentum and it's the same thing that I would say it's a, to a much smaller degree uh, as like the same, same thing. But as far as me getting on my soapbox, like the fans are handing this to you. Um, the fans are just like with Jamie Hayter. They're handing it to you. They're getting behind her. Uh, so maybe she takes the title from Athena the next ROH paper with, and she's wrestling her for that. So maybe that's what her plan is. But if that's the case, her losing here is not necessarily indicative of that. Um, had a, a Lance Archer squash. I think that was the first time I've seen Lance Archer on AWTV, definitely this year. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> uh, well, in the three minutes that I was in uh, on Twitter, I also saw uh, Bill say, uh, well, Keith Lee's 0 for 2 on the uh, name, tag team names. And I was like, oh, great. I was like, what is, what the hell is this? And I got to say, Naturally Limits list is not good, but it's decidedly better since Swerving Our Glory. 
That's, uh, a, that's a low bar. Man, yeah, <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very low bar. But he, he's, he is over two, and I agree. And the main event was Sammy Guevara versus Action Andretti, um, which was, you know, fun match. Both these guys are very athletic, and they're going to, you know, do whatever they can to get over and uh, kind of set us up for some of the spots in the ladder match. But, uh, but yeah, that was Rampage, and I just, I just wanted to call it out because it was a much better show than – not that I watch it all that often, but I saw the lineup, and I was like, well, shit, I got to watch this. Yeah, it sounded like something I should have watched. Jason? Um, just on the the Swerve and Argory naturally limitless uh, debate, Ugh. I'm going to lean towards the latter. I'm going to lean towards the former. <laughs> no, I'm leaning towards the latter. I, I think, think that's naturally limitless is terrible. Oh, Swerving Our Gory was brutal, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Here, here. The, fa- a- the fact that we're even having this conversation is more so the problem with Keith Lee. Definitely. It's not about Dustin Rhodes. It's not about. Definitely. It's not about. I agree. Swerve or. Parker, Boudreaux, or whoever the other guy is. It's about Keith Lee. At some point, either we need to once again shit or get off the pot. You brought Keith Lee in to be a singles star. If he's not competing for the the AEW championship, it's for the TNT championship. It's one or the other. The fact that he's in another tag team again after coming out of a tag team and then having a should have had a a few with Swerve that we've been waiting for and haven't gotten, and now you're getting to, to another tag team. I love Tony, but this is some of the problems with having this monster ass roster. Even with ROH coming in, well, it's you're a problem still- with having a monster ass roster and not having any writers. Even with writers, the writers could still fuck it up. Of course, of course, but you need people to bounce ideas off of. Without question. I guess my point is this. Keith Lee being in another tag team boggles my mind. Do you remember what my idea for the name of this podcast was? I don't. It was Marked Out Wrestling or the Marked Out or Marking. Oh, it's called Marking Out, Marking Out. The Marking Out Podcast is what it was called. There was and, marking out that, and you that were like, before him. And you were like, now listen, I played in bands for a long time. This is what this is what playing team sports as children teaches you. Mm-hmm. I like I I am willing I to accept, I'm this. willing to accept better ideas. I remember you being like, I was thinking banned from ringside. And I think we were all outside smoking outside Jack Patrick's and Zach and I were both like, Fuck yeah. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. But yeah, I didn't have any qualms. The first time I heard it, I was like, "Yeah, that's cool." Yeah, it's good. It's still pretty good. Um, <laughs> it should be. It's been three hundred or two hundred ninety-seven episodes. But the thing about uh, tag teams is like it's got to be the something usually. Like jamming two names into each other. FTR. A, FTR is pretty good. But FTR is like so. Is, is but that it was the, the FTR. It was the revival though, and it's fuck the revival. That's what FTR stands for. Fair. Totally everybody fair. started saying fuck the revival, totally and fair. they went with FTR, and that's really good. The Young Bucks, the acclaimed, the Rockers, the Legion of Doom, 
the the the. The demolition. I'm saying like Jericho sucks. Jericho sucks. Team Hell No sucks. Those are bad names for tag teams. It's got to be the something because it he, doesn't have to be the something. It should be. You're, you're, you're naming all of the greatest tag teams that I can think of that have the, the word the before the actual name. Well, with like Dustin... Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee, like I would have gone with the diabetics or the (laughs) (laughs) you ain't shit. No low blood sugars. (laughs) Like something like that. You know, like I would have gone something like that. Zach, take over, please. (laughs) We're going to take, let Tom Brady take a couple plays off. You know, uh, you know how like you look at like, um, like white blonde chicks and you look like, She's really in the black dudes. You can just like tell. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like Justin Rhodes and tag team partners. You just look at him and you're like, he just he really likes tagging with black dudes. <laughs> Dude, I'm dead right now. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this right now. Whatever strain you have, text me that strain. Cause I want to have some of that <laughs> now. Okay, it can't happen right now because all the dispensaries are closed now. But uh, tomorrow morning, <laughs> I can go there and figure this shit out. What the fuck? <laughs> you had me on, you know, black women, black men, and white women. Now you went on with Keith Lee and what the fuck? <laughs> Well, it's just funny because whenever I first got back into wrestling, like he was teaming with our truth and I'm like, oh, this is like a fun tag team. And then, like, he had been with Booker T, and he's yeah, I know, it was funny. Um, <laughs> oh man, talk about dynamite! He's, he's either he's either tagging with his brother or a brother. <laughs> <laughs> talk about dynamite! <laughs> this is fixing to be the right, longest yeah, but... longest podcast. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Talk Are about you... dynamite. Main event was Are good. I'll, I'll go with that. I liked action and Dreddy. Sammy's cool. Obvious right guy went over. Uh, yeah, so uh, as far as Dynamite, uh, open with a pretty decent big guy, little guy match, uh, Orange Cassidy uh, versus Big Bill with uh, Stokely Hathaway. This match kind of fed into the main event, um, as we will talk about. But, I mean, nothing nothing really remarkable here, but um, pretty fun match. I don't know what you guys thought. I thought that... Uh... I thought that Orange Cassidy sold the proper amount for Big Bill. Um, not much more to say here. I I think that wasn't Big Bill's name before he was Big Cass. It was like Colin Cassidy, right? Wasn't that his name? Sounds right. Yeah. But them are the tag team. Yeah, the Cassidys so. just writes itself. Anyway, <laughs> I, I mean, it it was fine. The the right guy went over. It wasn't time to uh, move that belt, but. I like watching Orange Cassidy fight. I like watching uh, Big Bill fight. I'm glad that Bill, Bill, Big Bill's got his shit together, you know. So I'm happy for him, and I hope that he gets more spots because he's a, he's a pretty fun wrestler, pretty fun big guy wrestler. Crazy, yeah. crazy to think about how if you just look at the straight up numbers, Orange Cassidy's had a really dominant title run in AEW. And I know we talked about... And he's a fighting champ. I know we talked about, you know, Tony doesn't flip tag or championships a lot. 
Orange Cassidy has been the guy mm-hmm. for about the last six or nine months, just defending titles. Well, I don't think it's been that long. Who did he win it off of? Peck? Peck, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's been. He's nice. been like Mr. Rampage. He he was. It was weird we that he wasn't on that, Rampage. Yeah. It's only because he was on Dynamite. It's like the fifteenth. Like, it's it's double digit title defenses at this point. I guess my point is this: when you're we're talking about AEW five years from now, we're doing BFR twelve sixty five. We're gonna look back on this Orange Cassidy run. Quiet as it's kept. As a dominant run in AEW history, there Tony is at least doing this part right. He's a fight. He's a fighting champ, like I said, which is more we can more than we can say about the heavyweight champ. What was next? Yeah, Orange Cassidy is a great act, and he's been protected his entire run at AEW. I'm sorry, Zach. I, I let me cut you off here. Uh, why, why does that bother you so much when I say that? Jason. Because that's the gimmick, motherfucker. Is that he never fights? Yes. <laughs> well, that's not what AEW needs. AEW does not need a non-fighting champion. What was next? <laughs> we, we'll, oh, we, um, need, we need a champion to jump in the crowd and break his foot. We're we're gonna have plenty more. <laughs> we have a lot that's more. That's the champ we need. There's we gonna, need a champ that's gonna fucking start gonna a be fight a lot more backstage. MJF, there's gonna be a lot more MJF talk coming up here in the next hour. Or that four. doesn't that doesn't happen whenever your champion just rolls into the ring slowly. So uh, anyway, uh, next we had kind of a blue balls moment for the crowd, in which the AW Trios champs came out and then were the lights went off, which has like been pretty much the build to this feud. Which granted, the Elite versus the House of Black doesn't require like a lot of storytelling, but I feel like you could do a little more than occasionally turn the lights off. And then now we've got what are a few days before the pay-per-view and they get, they get beat up and uh, they get their belts stolen. And I agree. They gave them back. I don't like the belt stealing gimmick pretty on the record for that. Uh, but I would, I'd just be bummed out if I was in the crowd for this and, um, you know, about to get the elite. And it was just, it's just been kind of lame and kind of lazy, but I think the match is going to rule. So that's what that's where I'm at. With it's one of the matches that I'm looking forward the most to. Is how yeah, just I mean, the physical match it's itself? Because of, it's because of how good those guys are. It has nothing to do with how they've been, how they presented. The yeah, I'm not. Too, uh, yeah, yeah. But yes, yes, that is part of AEW pay per views, though. In this scenario, if you told me you're it's part you're, of AEW as a whole, if you told like me you were going to have a banger matches with no story. If you're gonna have a <laughs> if you're gonna have a six man tag with these six guys, sign me up. I'm a, I'm totally down for it. The booking part of it totally separate. If you just want to talk about the physical match itself, sign me up. Yeah. Uh, then we had a ladder match, which was pretty awesome and pretty terrifying. Uh, so Takashita, Ortiz, Ar Fox, Eddie Kingston. Powerhouse Hobbs, Sammy Guevara, Action Andretti, and Commander um, out of nowhere. Um, but welcome addition to the match. Uh, he's a decent pretty much just fuck off and uh, brawled, and they're like, yeah, we're not worried about this situation. We're just going to, you know, brawl up the ramp, which was in storyline. Yeah, it made storyline sense, right? So that was fun. Uh, K-Fig style, you're like, I guess, you know, keeping K-Fig alive, we're going to hate each other, but um, 
they couldn't look past it uh, for their own benefit here. But uh, this thing was nuts. There were a lot of botches, uh, like Action Andretti and Sammy Guevara with the uh, Falcon Arrow attempt and oh, Action Andretti, you know, Jesus. super, super green dude. I empathize, but it was just scary to watch him not coming down on. I can't do any of the shit that they do. So, but I'm just saying, like, it was bonkers. And he got his leg cut whenever he was coming down. Scared me to death. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs just being such a huge man on such a broken ladder, standing, having to stand on the very top of it in order to reach the goddamn uh, ring, the, the brass ring. Um, that was scary. I mean, you got the there were trees on the bottom of it, like holding the ladder up, like the flag at Iwo Jima. There's just like so many of them. Uh, it was. Zach, 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 move your phone just a little bit. Like we're having a hard time hearing you. I I heard you say that the referees look like Iwo Jima, which is really, really fucking funny. <laughs> Sorry, I had my AirPods in, so oh, okay. I was, uh, yeah. So hopefully you can hear me better. All good. I I understood everything you said. I just wanted to put it out there. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll cut this part out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you want to end it before I go evil? <laughs> I, I I think that I think that Zach pretty much nailed everything that I thought about this. Uh, this is right when the baby went to bed, so right when I came out, this ladder match was in full swing, and it was pretty exciting and pretty dangerous. Listen, uh, the the botch that Action Andretti and Sammy Guevara had was one of the worst botches you'll ever see in a ladder match downright dangerous they both could have been paralyzed <laughs> like really the way that the way that it went down they both could have been paralyzed i don't want to be too i don't want tender mahal to text me tomorrow and tell me that i'm being a grandma yeah. talking about <laughs> on this one <laughs> this is it. <laughs> it was gnarly though it was it was a gnarly botch you saw it jason no bo texted me on it and when he texted me i just gotten home like 10 or 15 minutes ago, fed the cats, whatever. I'm, you know, getting my high on. I'm getting ready to start watching this shit. And he had texted me when I literally had the remote in my hand. I'm starting to, you know, get the shit together. And he, and this text came through with Andrade versus Andrade. And I'm just like, Andrade came back? And I'm like, what the sound fuck? Like, sound like somebody else got their smoke on. <laughs> so I'm like, instantly, I'm like, ooh, this is going to be good. So now I watched this shit, and I was like, okay, he met Action Andrade. Whatever. That spot was dicey at best. It would have been fine with a couple of pros, but it, was, it wasn't it was a couple of – it was Action Andretti, who's only been a pro for only so long, or at least he's only been on TV for and so long. And one of the craziest motherfuckers on the roster in Sammy Guevara. Right. And I get it. Yes, and Action Andretti clearly was like – I can do this. And I kind of felt bad for him afterwards. He finished the match, and there was a couple more spots that he did after the match or during the match that were really fucking cool. My favorite spot of the match was the Blue Thunder Bomb by Takeshita, which was on. Ooh, who was that on? Was that on Sam Guevara, too? I, honestly, I can't remember. I mean, that was an insane spot and, and a perfectly executed spot, also. Uh, in stark contrast to what we saw earlier. True. Either way, this was these were guys that were trying to m make their name, uh, like Commander, Commander, the uh, the thing. 
you know, Zach mentioned kayfabe in uh, a ladder match, and there is no kayfabe in ladder match. There is no, ooh, I need to go for right. the belt. It is like, no, I'm going to no, do the, the biggest spot ever. I'm going to cause the most damage, do the biggest spot. And if you if you hate non kayfabe stuff, if you're a lover of kayfabe, just kayfabe skip. Style. Just skip ladder matches altogether. <laughs> all all <laughs> like they're they don't make any sense. None. <laughs> like they are the spot fest. No, the Iwo Jima uh, <laughs> joke that Zach made it 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 makes sense more so at the end because Hobbs he had a hard God time bless him. Down. No, no, God bless him. Hobbs takes out the fucking ladder and then he uses that same jacked up ladder to go up. And try to get the ring, and obviously he I gets saw it. some dude get just roasted on Twitter last night because he was like, "Why are the referees holding the holding the ladder? What the fuck? Why do referees help somebody win?" And somebody was like, ah, yeah, "That that that's happened in every single ladder match in history." And he was like, no, it hasn't. And then like, right. he would just start posting pictures of, like, Jeff Hardy getting ready to jump off a ladder and a bunch of referees standing around at the bottom. It's just, like... I know the kayfabe. I yeah, I know the I know the kayfabe is dead, but you also don't want the actual performers to be dead. You know, like yeah, Hobbs had a hard time getting down. I didn't think he was gonna get down. I was like, why that motherfucker standing on the very top? <laughs> Just the the flip side of it, because I'm one of those guys. He's that, so huge. No, I'm one of those guys. I'm one of those <laughs> really guys. Funny. Like, okay, the referees are holding this fucking ladder. I get it. You don't want anybody to get hurt. But damn, then you know, bring it down a couple feet. Get a bit more industrial ladder. I don't give a fuck. I'm telling you, I think I think it's because there are guys out there that aren't very experienced. How many how many ladder matches do you think Powerhouse Hobbs has had? One. How, how many ladder <laughs> matches do you think Action Andretti has had? One. Right. None. One. He just did exactly. it. Exactly. I think it's a bunch of inexperienced guys. Okay, but. Uh, I'm 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 not criticizing them, and I'm not critic and I'm not saying that you're wrong either. But I get what you're saying. It's got to be somewhere in the middle, where you have these guys. You need a Shelton Benjamin. You need a Matt Hardy. You need guys like that to be a ring general for shit like that, and not have just a bunch of guys. That you need veterans. And and as much as we shit it on, and I'll say it as much as I shit it on Natty being in the elimination chamber. That that's makes probably her sense. Part. There you go. Yeah, that's so the reason. That's why. She, that's how she makes her living. It's is probably be being around, making sure that these women aren't killing themselves Bingo. during ladder matches. Bingo. And God forbid, if something that would have happened last night with the, that, especially I mean, can you that, just imagine Matt Hardy being in there and just like the camera's cutting off from him, and he's just like, no, nah. he's like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Cut it out, guys. <laughs> you guys, go ahead. Anyway, Powerhouse Hobbs wins, which is a great outcome. Would you agree, Zach? Oh, yeah. Uh, I just keep giggling to myself thinking uh, about him standing at the top of that ladder and how it does seem so funny and overkill. It's just like the equivalent of some dude standing bare ass with his pants around his ankles at a urinal. I don't like, yeah, get I the know. job done. <laughs> I don't think he was supposed to. I don't think uh, he. I don't I think, think he was supposed think to stand might. on the very top. I think he got up there and he was like, "Oh, I'm not fucked up here." I just, I just, wa- I. I've watched, uh, I've watched Nope, the new Jordan Peele movie, like twice in the last month, 
And I just picture Powerhouse Hobbs standing on top of that ladder and Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kalua just looking up at them being like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not helping that motherfucker. Nope. I, uh, I do think the only other person that could have won it, because uh, the crowd was really behind Hobbs, understandably so, and they were really behind Takashina. But if, if anybody was winning that, it should have been Takashina and or Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, so and it was, was it, it's Hobbs' home, hometown, too. He's from San Francisco. so Perfect. So, like the the crowd was the crowd me. was hot for him, and it you was the right move. It's, it's the it's the anti Vince move. It's the let's give him the big moment in his hometown, so it's fun to watch for everybody. I know it's amazing. What a novel concept! Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, we had uh, the uh, just backstage update: Chucky T and Trent. Uh, they're out of the tag team battle royal. Um, Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy are going to take their place. And then we had Chris Jericho versus Pretty Peter Avalon. <laughs> and this is, you know, a couple minutes. And, you know, Jericho sold a lot for him. And ended up winning with the Code Breaker, which was kind of a nice... Avalon sold the uh, shit you know, out that motherfucker. He, he channeled the rock <laughs> in, in Stone Cold yeah. Stunners. I mean, as soon as Jericho hit that Code Breaker, Peter Avalon was like, wee! <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" There you go. That's his. That's his clip forever. Okay. I don't know if Peter Avalon is ever going to win the title. I'm not going to sit up here and say he's going to win the title right now. But I'll say this much: that motherfucker is on his clip forever, right? That motherfucker <laughs> sold the dog shit out of that fucking cold break. I was like, "That's right, Peter Avalon. If you got this six minutes, you are to make this best six minutes your goddamn life." <laughs> Yeah, Avalon's a good wrestler. He was on Strong recently a couple times, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just funny. He had that terrible gimmick whenever AEW started, that librarian gimmick. Um, it was bad. But uh, this was really just a setup for um, more Ricky Stark stuff. Jericho, you know, Stark runs out, and um, Jericho bashes him with the Judas effect, so they're setting up for the pay-per-view. Um, not much to see here, but um, we had a Christian Cage promo, which was pretty excellent. Uh, again, I'm not super thrilled with how this build has been uh, but this promo was awesome um and you know necessarily need to go through um no, uh, line by line or anything but no, uh, get, well let me get this in before uh bill comes out I, i'm a little sick of this edge you know christian greater than edge conversation okay i get it Christian Cage is a, is a very, very good wrestler. Great promo. I get it. I just, I can't get on board with Christian Cage greater than Edge. I'm sorry. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. Four I'm glad words, you're here. Four words for you. I'm glad, Roll the fuck up! I'm glad you're here so I, I don't have to talk behind your back. For, for, for someone that immediately missed the edge run, I don't know how you, you are going to say that Christian greater than Edge. Dude, I stopped watching wrestling between 2004 and 2009. I'm 43. That's a very small amount of time. That was, a, a by all accounts, a pretty shitty time in wrestling where it was John Cena versus Edge all the time. 
Nobody liked that period. That was the period where Undertaker was on SmackDown. It was all Undertaker on SmackDown. Tay Long coming out and saying, you got to fight the Undertaker. So it's like, Mass has cuffed. I mean, what do you want? So I, so I missed 2006 through 2000, middle of 2009, right? Nobody ever comes to me and says, you really got to go back and watch some of that shit. Some of that shit's really good. None of that shit's really good. Nobody mentions a single match from that entire time. There's not a single match. They might be like Cena Edge, but they don't say it with their fucking heart in it. You know what I mean? Like They don't oh, give Jesus a fuck Christ. about it. So I don't give a fuck about Edge's entire career or that, that four-year career that was four years. 2006 to 2009, that four-year period that everybody agrees is not worth mentioning when you talk about wrestling with anybody that knows anything about wrestling. I'm I'm okay with missing that part and saying that Chris, I still think but Chris you, is better no, than Edge. No, that you can't you can't sit here and say if uh, I can do whatever the fuck I you want. want. I'm sure I know you can. You're the host. Great. Okay, Tom Brady. I'm just saying that if you're gonna miss a part of the game plan, that you can't be complaining about the game plan on the back end. Who's complaining? I I don't complain. I just I'm just saying that Christian's better than Edge. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I'm not complaining about Edge. I'm just saying, Okay, man, so you're making really a like declarative Christian. statement without all the evidence. Fair. Yes, I'm making a declarative statement okay. without all of the evidence. Okay. No, it's not even okay. a, it's an opinion. I like Christian better than Edge. Than Edge. Christian's better than no, Edge. No, 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 no. What That's you just not an opinion. Okay, you're right. There you go. There you go. There, you go. there you go. No, you're right. It's there you go. No, no, you I'm talking about saying with your chest, saying with chest. You, you just said. I'll say with my chest. Yeah, get that Christian's shit out. Been, I'll tell you what. The best thing that ever happened to Christian's career, in my opinion, <laughs> for my opinion, is when Edge, Edge beat Del Rio at WrestleMania. It was the curtain jerker. I remember it very well. Because that was the, <laughs> there, there was a surprise, but go ahead. Because that was the year that Del Rio won the Royal Rumble, and he challenged Edge, and it was like, oh, it's going to be a main event. No, it came on at six p.m. while people were still dumping their fucking ranch dip into cups, and it it, it was like, okay, well, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm still excited for this match, and Edge goes over, and then Edge has to retire within two weeks, and then they had the whole. Instead, it was supposed to be Edge versus Randy Orton for up until SummerSlam, where Edge was supposed to win, then Randy Orton was supposed to win right back, and Edge was supposed to be pissed at him the entire time. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was supposed to be Christian and Edge, and they replaced Edge with Randy Orton. And so Orton... That's and, when he got the... Orton the, and Christian, that's when the one more match stuff started. started. And then with the uh, the concerto when uh, Randy yes, Orton had the... That uh, feud fucking ruled, man. No question. That was like a four-month No feud. question. And that was Christian. Christian was always kind of in the shadow of Edge. Edge and Christian, my favorite tag team of all time. Like, I love Edge and Christian as a tag team. I don't love Edge solo. I love Christian solo. Obviously. So, I mean, that's where I'm at. Go ahead, Two Beer. I was about to say, otherwise we, we were going to go down a rabbit hole. Sorry, like nobody's Two Beer, they, they, they gave me weed. No, 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 fuck that. Where's the camera, man? Rewind the fucking tape. I'm throwing the red TikTok. flag at Put it on TikTok. <laughs> I'm throwing the red flag right, right now. That's Sorry. bullshit. We, got, we still got predictions. Sorry, Zach. Go ahead. Uh, moving on, we don't have to talk about how this is not hard. This is not important. Uh... Tony Storm versus Riho, uh, fantastic though. Riho is so 
and man, you love her so much. Uh, ends up getting a, a pin against Tony Storm, and uh, yeah, I really like this. Were you surprised by the pin? About it. Uh, maybe just a little, just because you know Tony Storm is the one in, in the match. You know, like coming up. Uh, you know, she's just in. She's just higher on the card than Riho, uh, but. Uh, you know, she just got to win over Willow Nightingale. Who I also thought she had to win. But Rio always comes off strong. She's like the ultimate underdog. She's a former champion. Uh, I was not surprised when it happened. I was presently, I was, I was pleased. Zach's a big Rio fan from way back. I mean, I, I, mean he, I, I like Rio too, but I just, it was a surprise. I mean, I would, the, the way it happened, it wasn't a clean roll up. You can see where Rio was tr- still trying to, you know, make sure that Tony's legs were pinned down or whatever the case may be, close to the ropes, whatever. I was surprised, just booking-wise, the way that Soraya and Tony Storm have been booked. I just assumed this was Tony Storm going over. I did, too. I was completely surprised by the pen. Uh, next up, we had Naturally Limitless. We've already talked about that. Do you guys want to relitigate that, or are we good? No, um, we're good. All right, Zach, <laughs> take us into that tag team gauntlet match. So, uh, not I don't, I'm not going to go in order or anything, but I will list the participants. We had uh, Silver and Reynolds, uh, The Kingdom, Matt Damon and Mike Bennett, Aussie Open, Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy, uh, Blackpool Combat Club, which is uh, Claudio and Wheeler, um, Top Flight, Lucha Brothers, Preston Vance, and Roosh. Angelo Parker and Matt Menard and the Butcher and the Blade. If that sounds like a lot, it was. Preston it Vance was and Boot and Roosh, I don't even remember them being in there. Like, I feel like I watched the whole thing. Were you surprised by the outcome? Zach, were you surprised by the outcome? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, I, out of all of the people, I mean, I know that, uh, you know, Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy, like Orange Cassidy, like I said, he's protected. He's been a star in AEW for a long time. Uh, you know, Dan Housen's a fun act, but, like, I don't know, you're talking about a four-way. There were so many more, uh, I feel like, worthwhile. Like, yeah, it's a way to get them on the show, but, like, I don't think they really need to be on the show. There's so many more worthwhile actual tag teams that would have been better in this match. Lucha Brothers are probably the most over of all the teams. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, Top Flight, who are – you know, up and comers, they, they've been fun. It's very fun on the four way. Off the open. I mean, Jesus Christ. a lot. Even the kingdom. Uh, get the kingdom on. Those guys are really talented wrestlers. Jason, get them on a, a show. What about naturally limitless? Uh, <laughs> Jason, Jason's, no. been, Jason's been nodding for a long time and pointing like Arsenio Hall. So I think that he agrees with you. Jason, what do you think about the outcome of this match? For. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, for a a division that AEW was championing that they wanted to promote, you know, you have the Bucks and Zach's analysis is the greatest tag team ever. I have a hard time understanding how Danhausen and Orange Cassidy win this when you roll out teams like the Lucha Brothers, um, Aussie Open, yada, yada, yada. Okay. there A, there's got to be a better way to do this revolution match. You just can't have back-to-back, you know, battle royals and back-to-back weeks. 
you could do it, just break it up. Number one. Number two. He's so right. When you have, like Zach said, legit ass teams come out. Well, I'm like, damn, Kingdom comes out, damn. Gucci Brothers come out, damn. You know, Aussie Open comes out, damn. And I get it. You know, not these, some of these teams probably just come can't come to revolution. But then if you get to this point, then why bring them out? Why tease me with these guys when you're going to give me Orange Cassidy and Danhausen? Once again. Wasn't Top Flight out there, too? Yes. Yeah. I mean, there was a, it was Why? a, it was a jam packed. Okay, it's a lot then of do fucking a goddamn teams. tournament. You had months between the last pay per view and Revolution up. coming up. You had months, and He's that's what up. you came up with. And you, you gave me you don't orange. have real jobs. You gave me orange. You Cassidy. can spend all day just sitting around thinking about this shit. And you this come is up what with you the, came you up with. You got to come up with the shit at the very end. Hey, hey, look, every night. No- and leave act- six minutes for Bryanson? Actually, somebody <laughs> needs to just to get Tony Khan needs to have somebody pull him out of the Coke mound from time to time and be like, hey, tell you what, we need to do business. I wrote we need to down, do business. I wrote down. I was like, this entire show seemed like it was somebody on Coke because, man, it was non fucking stop. It's and, too many run ins. We get it. A lot. No. A, a lot of and this then all shit of a sudden, is- he gives 12 minutes to Riho and Tony Storm because. He was probably, like, talking about some new business venture they just came up with. Or, like, he was trying to explain the end of Inception or something. Like, And so, like, and that he, forgot, he forgot the show. Yeah, he forgot the show was going on. It's not taking 12 minutes to go at the end he of Inception. He was like, so Griff was the grandson. Biff was the granddad. Who's the actual dad? He's like, who's the guy in the middle? And nobody knows. Because the only they never talk about Griff's dad. And they never talk about Biff's son. Nobody knows who the middle one is. <laughs> Hijacked two count. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dan, listen, I, I, there's what I'm going to say one positive thing and one negative thing. What do you want to hear first, Zach? Uh, negative. Okay, the negative thing is I do not understand Dan Housen as a guy that likes comedy and is wrestling sometimes. I just think that Dan Housen is sometimes all the time. I like comedy in my wrestling. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't like comedy in my title matches and I don't like Dan Housen. This wasn't a title match okay, though. But he's in the title match now. I don't now like, he is. I don't like Dan Housen. I like, Okay. Let's see. Yeah. There you go. Let's just, yeah. Let's I'm, break it down. I, I'm just like, I'll break it down to its, core to its core i don't like him i don't think he's funny i think he sucks and i think it's stupid that my brother sent me a text message a couple weeks ago Uh-oh. from the new york the new yorker magazine about Jake? a wrestler jacob yeah Mm-mm. and it was dan, <laughs> and it was now it's really getting ready to get back <laughs> and it was danhausen and i got jacob the new yorker subscription for his birthday last year He's like, I can't wait to read this. I go, man, I know every single wrestler in the world pretty much. And Dan Hauser would have been number 50 on the list of guys that I think the New Yorker would have done an article about. And I can't you know read. why I think they did it? Did you read the article? No, there's a paywall, man. I'm not paying a dollar for that shit. He got kids, man. Like, uh, did you read it? 
I'm assuming. So Danhausen is incredibly marketable. Like uh, he's marketed himself really well because he's such an original character, and he uh, was probably like the he probably made the most money out of anybody on the independent scene strictly through merch and the other ways that he's like marketed himself. And I think he's a top merch mover at AEW. Um, that's like kind of like how he's built his persona and his business because it's not around his wrestling, not that he's like a terrible wrestler, but I just, I, I just wonder what they wrote about and maybe that's, maybe that's it. But l- l- let me give you, I'll, I'll give you 10 seconds to think about it. If you thought that, if I told you the New Yorker did a profile on a professional wrestler, and I didn't tell you what promotion it was from, how old he was, how young he was, how famous he was, how many wrestlers would you have to guess before you got to Danhausen? Twenty. Oh Easy. yeah, it'd be it'd, <laughs> Easy. Yeah, it'd be quite a few. Way more. Way more <laughs> Easy. than twenty. I'm no, being conservative. I, I told my I told my brother fifty, and I think that was conservative. I think that's conservative as well. I mean, you could you even if you you could go Ric Flair, Jerry Lawler, right? You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you The Rock, you, you can give me hot or cold. You wouldn't have come. Out I would with have Dan never Dan. came out with Dan Housen. That never. I mean, that's all I'm saying. It's just strange. I would like to read it, but I'm not going to get behind that paywall. I'm not sending it's two dollars out dude. on the internet. It's a dollar, dude. <laughs> just cough it up. Uh, and then, all right. So uh, there was uh, there was an in promo, but before we talk about that, there was one promo that I forgot to mention, which was awesome. And Moxley or uh, Page? It's amazing. Either one. Uh, Moxley Page, the Page promo was great, but the Moxley promo was like transcendent, like most Moxley promos. I find it funny that uh, in a year of, there are so many MJF promos that were great last year, and that's kind of what we talked about with the Beefers. I feel like Moxley is like the unsung hero where every promo is great, and every promo he just tells the truth. And uh, this time he was bleeding profusely from his head. I think that everybody on this podcast agrees with that every single time. I feel like we talk about it a lot. I just think it, like he 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 hits so many doubles that there's really not enough room for home runs. Like he, yeah, well, I think I think you're right about that. You know, I just think everything he does, even if it's a if, even if it's a 90 second promo for Moxley, it's so fucking good. But it's not going to win promo, promo of the, of the year. year. Because it just doesn't go on long okay. enough, or there's not okay. enough points. No, I just, like, he's just a steady double guy. I know. I just I, I get what you're saying. I say it's I just a great say, compliment. No, I was just trying to connect the dots. I, I mean, I, I, I understood what you were saying, but now I get it much more so. Most guys pop out to the shortstop almost every time. True. Like he's a gap Moxley's hitter. just yeah, opposite field. Apple double. Uh, but I, I mean, uh, but. What I wanted to say earlier when I got on that Dan Hazen thing, sorry, I got high. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that this. Uh, at, least he, at least he meant it correctly. This this, this four way tag I, match. I, this four way tag. Oh, I no, I, I asked. grabbed it. Shut the hey, Giggle Twins. <laughs> Give me that shit. I said, do you want the bad news or the other good news? And he said, bad news. The good news is Jeff Jarrett has the best worked punch in the entire business. Jeff Jarrett comes in yep. and does worked punches on those young kids. And really, I mean, he's like, every single time, he's like, whippersnapper. It looks so fucking good, and I bet he doesn't even touch him. His worked punch is so fucking good that it makes the rest of those guys, like Christian said, 
look like they're just playing a video game. <laughs> I do, I do like that line, but like I said, for me, that's that was my different story for a that was time. my goodness. I'll, I'll leave it. All right, I'm done. Uh, then we had the big old promo at the end, which was funny because you think there's going to be kind of a face to face, and there was, but you think there's going to be a promo battle, and now it's just Danielson telling MJF to shut up, and just really cuts a fantastic promo, like. I was not, admittedly, not terribly invested in this uh, storyline. Um, you know, you say Danielson, you say Iron Man match. Uh, I really enjoy MJF in the ring as well, but the the build was very similar to a lot of other MJF builds, the gauntlet build, right? And it's gotten a little bit more personal in the last couple of weeks, and I feel like that's where they've really been able to take this to the next level to where I'm not just buying because I know I'm going to get Paige and Moxley in a Texas death match and it's going to be amazing because of the cow palace and um you know and i'm not just going to get like the elite versus the house of black i'm just fine because i know what i'm going to get like galeson made me believe that he might be mjf for this title uh in a similar way and it's just like such a pro thing to convince a crowd that not that he's incapable of it but that there's often times where we're just assuming because we're so smarty that we just know what's going to happen. We're like, oh, MJF's going to retain. Kind of like Austin Theory and Edge on Raw like the week before last where like, I'm like, oh, well, like, Edge isn't going to beat him for the U.S. title. And then Edge goes out there and cuts a promo like two minutes before the match and he just like convinces me that there's a solid possibility that he's going to win this match. And, um, you know, I'm invested now and I just want a little bit more of that and a little less gauntlet. Uh, if we could in, in the future, but uh, I don't know. What do you think? With six minutes, I mean, well, let's just say less than 10. Um, I wasn't sure what we were going to get. What we got was fine. You know, it's it's the cherry on top of this MJF, like you said, gauntlet, hoop jumping that clearly Tony Khan seems like he wants to do with MJF. I'll save all the other thoughts for when we do predictions, but I, I thought this was fine. I mean, it, it, it accomplished what you wanted to accomplish. It got a hot crowd behind Brian Danielson versus one of, if not the top heels in, in wrestling in general, period. So let me uh, let me give you guys a hypothetical, hypothetical situation. You're still alive in 10 years, okay? I better be. Both of you guys. Shit, I better be in Denver smoking all kinds of weed. And so you're thinking back on you're thinking back on MJF's <laughs> career, right? Yes, sir. And are you going to think about MJF's first title reign? Do you think that you'll be thinking about it like ah, this really made him like he was such a fucking natural? Or do you think that you're going to be watching the uh, E60 or the behind the music or whatever the fuck you watch, or and it's going to be like. Yeah, he really didn't know how to handle that first title reign. Like, he thought that he was doing cool stuff, but he was out there talking about car accidents with chicks, and he was doing all sorts of this weird stuff. Like, we don't know why. And he's going to be like, yeah, I didn't really know what to do during my first title reign. I thought I was ready for it. I really wasn't. I was 26 years old. What do you? Which one of those things do you think is more probable? B, right? Oh, the, lab, the latter, yeah. Right. 
because this has not been a good title reign. The man does the title doesn't make the man. The man makes the title. He has not elevated the title, and he has not elevated himself. He's still the same old MJF. The title hasn't done anything for him. He really didn't struggle for it, because all he does is sit back. Like to win the title and have it mean something, you have to struggle for it, and he just never did it. Now this is not an indictment. You sound like you sound like Brian Danielson. <laughs> that was Brian Danielson's promo. I mean, basically, but I, I like not to give anything away. I am picking Brian Danielson, uh, not to give anything away. But I'm. I think you just did. I'm. I'm, I'm picking. <laughs> I'm picking Brian Danielson. Question mark. I'll tell you why in a little bit. But I think that this has been uh, spoiler alert. Ultimately, this has been disappointing from MJF, and it's. I don't think it's his fault. I just think it's they. Everybody. Everybody thought they were doing the right thing, and they weren't. I don't think this is on MJF. That's why I just said. I okay. Said, I said I don't think it's on MJF. Okay. I think I, everybody thought they were doing the right thing. That includes Tony Khan. That includes whoever Tony Khan talks to. That includes MJF. That includes. No, it's it's uh, more so who, on Tony Khan. Okay. If you if that's fine. The prop for me. Yeah, it can be on Tony Khan. If we're just talking about MJF specifically, yeah. the fact that you have him doing the same gimmick over and over again pre-champion post-champion that's a problem exactly right and and when you think about dynamite after revolution on sunday like is mjf just going to come out and do the exact same smarmy promo is it going to be cm punk that comes out and helps him so that like catapults into the next thing oh jesus or is it going to be brian danielson coming out there to a raucous crowd being like fuck yeah also, I think the AEW is made for babyface champions. Uh, I can, I can see that. Better. I can see that. I can, I can let, totally let, agree with that. Let's bring Zach in here. I feel like uh, we've been ignoring him. No, not at all. I, I fully agree. Um, I'm really kind of interested if Brian Danielson doesn't. It doesn't seem like they're going to pull the trigger with Wardlow. Now, I don't think Wardlow's a world title guy right now either, but I find it weird they've kept him away from him just as a a uh, an opponent, right? Like, um, doesn't even have to necessarily be a, a pay per view opponent. But was the last time we saw them in the ring together, Wardlow just destroyed him, and MJF right. was off TV for months. Right. Uh, yeah. So why have we not brought that back around? I um, think we will. It's just it's it's not the right time. Wardlow hey is ice cold. Hey guys, let's get to that three count. Okay. One, two, three. Tom Brady, brother, get this shit over here. And you know what that three count's going to be? Mm. I I had That's that. right. It's going to be predictions. I had that sneaky suspicion. So, I will go first because I've been thinking about this one all day. And it makes <laughs> me really mad. <laughs> This should be good. You've been thinking about the. You've been thinking We're, about this. Never mind. I've been ahead. thinking about this match. All, I've been thinking about this match ever since the ending of the last match last night, which is the tag team match. Okay. So we have the Guns, aka the Ass Boys, versus the Acclaimed, versus Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, versus Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Orange Cassidy and Danhausen is almost an insult 
too smarts out there. It's almost playing too much to it. I'll, I'll take that insult and uh, accept your apology, Tony, Tony Khan. Whenever you're ready, that is BFRJCB at gmail.com. I'm going to go, we're going to go least the most, right? Obviously. I'm going Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy, least the most. They're the least. I'm going the guns next. Talk about a mistake. Putting the belts on them was stupid. I'm going lethal, <laughs> lethal and JJ. Your fault. Your fault. Your fault, Vice. This is you. And this is I'm, on you. I'm going the acclaimed, most likely to win. Because the acclaimed or taking the belts off them was stupid. Uh, Zach, what'd you got? You want you want least the most? Yeah, I want Duh. least the most, please. That's what we do. All right. Least the most is going to be, uh, yeah, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Not a thing, but I am weirdly intrigued and happy that they're in this match. Oh, <laughs> no, it's a thing. And the, oh, yeah. Just, just and, pay attention to Jeff Jarrett's fucking punches. He's got the best punches. Jesus Christ. All those, all, dude, all those Memphis guys did because that's all they did was punch. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. He nailed it. <laughs> now I got to go back to Jerry Memphis Lawler's wrestling. Be like, the, okay, there you go. I'll give you that. I will concede I, I'm you I'm telling that you, much. I watched the Jeff Jarrett Broken Skull session. I recommend it. Jeff Jarrett is a pro's pro pro. He's cool as fuck. Man, he's a broken player. Right. Uh, do you want to change right, your so Do you want to change your lethal and Jarrett pick right now? <laughs> I'll give you one chance. No. Okay. Nope. Nope. I'm keeping it. Um, then I'll go with. I got uh, him second. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll go with uh, the gun because this is not uh, this is unlikely. Then I'll go Danhausen and Orange Cassidy. Just because of their popularity factor, and then I'll go with the acclaims because, uh, yeah, they should be the ones that have the titles right now. Jason, you're up. Oh wow, I did. Okay, fuck it. Let's just do it. Um, we're gonna go with. Well, yeah, Orange, we're not gonna sit here. Like, I, do it. I know. I'm just. I'm really surprised it's that your I'm. Turn. Just, yeah, I know, motherfucker. Orange Cassie and Dan Housen at four. It is what it is. Obviously, my own personal objection to it aside. We're going to go with three with what they're calling uh, Triple J, and that's Jeff Jarrett and Jake Lethal. I'll be, as much as Bill likes to see Jeff Jarrett punch guys, I'll be more than happy to see Jake Lethal go away at some point. I'm sorry, Jeff Jarrett go away at some point. Two, I'm going to go with the acclaimed. I'm going with what everybody else has said about AEW and what I think I've seen Tony Khan just doesn't give a title and then take it away so you're taking the guns I'm taking the guns at number one somehow some way Billy Gunn is still in play and the fuckery is not happening yet and we've waited and we waited and we waited I get it who should be the champs is different than who are going to be the champs I'm taking the guns you know what's fun here is that none of us have the exact same four. Yeah. So, uh, coming up next, we have a three-way match, which is between, uh, sorry, it's uh, Ruby Soho. He can't read his own Jamie handwriting. Jamie Hayter and Soraya. 
Jason, you go first, motherfucker. I uh, will go in order of least to most. I will go with Ruby Soho as least. Um, she feels like she's just thrown in there. God bless her. No disrespect to Ruby Soho. I think she's a great wrestler. Just wrong angle, wrong time. I'll go with Soraya's too. I don't even really like Soraya. It's, it feels like she's like the the dead weight on the Titanic when it comes to the AEW's women's division. It's already been hard Very enough and you brought her over. Man, look, I don't get I don't give two rats asses. It's been worse. It's been, it's already was bad to begin with. And now you brought somebody over that you thought that was going to make it better and it's gotten worse. It's I've on seen that, the, on I've that seen podcast the, on that podcast three years ago? It was the title match was uh, Chris Statlander versus Nyla Rose. And Zach asked which one was the trans person. Yeah, we definitely have to go back to watch it. Listen to that <laughs> motherfucker. I'm, I'm offended by that joke. <laughs> you made it, motherfucker. And then obviously, Jesus Christ Almighty. I'm going with Jamie Hader to retain. Jamie Hader has done nothing to cough this joker up. I'm going Jamie Hader one, Soraya two, Ruby Soho three. Zach, what do you got? Uh, yeah, if you are having a hard time remembering who's in this match, I would not recommend Googling Soraya Freeway. Um, or maybe you do. I don't know. But, uh, so, I am going to put her at the bottom of the list here. And, <laughs> and then I'm going to say Ruby Soho, and then I'm going to go with Jimmy Hayden. Okay, that's exactly what I got. Okay, so that's all the, uh, the multiple matches. So let's get to Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. Zach, I'll ask you first. Who you got, Christian Cage or Jungle Boy? Please give me Jungle Boy and please just let them move on to different things. Yeah, Christian Cage's promo the other night, though, was fucking great. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Seriously, you treat this like video game. I treat it like an ATM. I'm like, Ooh. yes, that was a money line, and that is a line that Edge could never deliver. That, Jesus Christ! I, I'm just on, saying. Man. No, no, that's no, it. When, I'm no. Talking about, when you're talking Dude, about, when okay, you're talking you, about you, Christian Cage, look, if you're just gonna do some shit just to piss me off. No, they just, I, just I go with said low hanging you fruit. Here. I would have said that even if you weren't here. No, you would say that if I was here. Set the fuck up. No, I wouldn't. Roll the fuck up! Never! Go ahead. <laughs> Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage. It's got to be Jungle Boy, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, everybody's got Jungle Boy. Okay. Uh, I wrote that in the wrong thing. Uh, oh, so Jesus. we have the Elite versus the House of Black. For the trio's title. Who you got? Jason, go first. I really like House of Black. I like Brody King, Alistair Black. Buddy Matthews, I think they by themselves could be great. Tag teams could be great. The elite is the elite. I, I just honestly, I I just really need to see Tony Khan show me that he has some sort of investment in House of Black. I don't think he does. I'm taking the elite. 
I'm taking the Elite also for all the reasons that I said I wasn't taking the champion earlier. I'm taking the Elite. <laughs> <laughs> you bad wagon motherfucker. I mean, I, I mean uh, uh, do the elite need to take time off? No. Do the do the elite need to break up? No. Do the elite need to start telling a better story? Yes. Do the elite does Kenny Omega need to bring out the U.S. Championship that he beat Will Ospreay with? Yes. Yeah. Let's see. Will Ospreay and Aussie Open versus Fuckers. the elite. Uh, I'm sorry. Zach, I'm just a little bitter about it, like always. Yeah. If this would have had a better build, like at all um i might be convinced to pick out the black but it's just a match and i can't see them changing the title on just a match uh so i want to pick house of black i really do yeah i feel you so we got four matches left we have chris jericho versus ricky starks i'll go first I think that uh, Chris Jericho has something else up his sleeve. Uh, they have said repeatedly that Jericho Appreciation Society is banned from ringside. I don't know why they haven't paid us yet. I haven't seen any money yet from AEW. Hey, Tony Khan, find me with my checking account. <laughs> don't, put, don't put it out there. It's 465XXXXX5. I was like, don't put that shit out there like that. Anyway, I am taking Jericho. Also, uh, I... I don't know if I should tell you guys this beforehand, <laughs> but Jericho <laughs> apparently registered for the uh, trademark of Jericho. Anyway, I'm taking Jericho. <laughs> I don't think that matters one way or the other. Um, Coin flip toss. I'm going with. I'm going with Ricky Starks. I mean, goddamn. I mean, why are we doing this if Ricky Starks doesn't go over? Why are we doing it? I mean, that's a great question. Ricky Starks. I'm taking Ricky. Ask the snowman. Uh, Who you got, Zach? (laughs) I'm picking Ricky Starks for the same reason as Jason. Like, it just makes the most sense. Unless we're going to keep dragging this thing on. All right, I love double it. or nothing? I Jesus lo- Christ, lo- that's another three months. I love it when we don't have the same answers. Uh, we have Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. Uh, I will go first. Samoa Joe, this is a TV t- One of the titles is a TV title, and he's not No, on it's a TNT title. But he's got the ROH no, TV he's, title. He's, he's champ champ, but it's for the TNT so, title. Oh, it's not for the ROH TV title? Oh, well, then he definitely loses. I'm taking Wardlow. You're welcome. Well, I mean, I was going to take Wardlow anyway because I thought it was for the TV title anyway. I was taking Wardlow anyway. Okay. But thank you for the confirmation. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I was about to say, look, I wasn't trying to be, I wasn't being smart. I invite this guy into my house. He's getting mad as shit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Shana. Thanks for the help. I didn't need your help anyway. I, I had Liv Morgan taken care of all by myself. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Ryan and Rousey over here. <laughs> thanks for taking me. Thanks for coming out here for thirty minutes, Jason. Yeah, I'll, I'll edit it when I'm ready. Oh yeah, ain't any shit anyway. All right, G- giggle twin son. <laughs> No, as a matter of fact, no, I'm not. All right. Who you got, Zach? <laughs> Wardlow. All right. Who you got, Jason? 
I love the brevity. Oh my god. Of my white brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Wardlow as well. Samoa Joe is going to have a second title so he can go over to ROH. That's fine. All right. Then we got Moxley versus Page in a Texas Death Match. Or sorry, it's just, they're just calling it Texas Death. Boy, they're not calling it a Texas Death Match. It's the same. I'll go first thing. here. I'll go first here. This one has bothered me. Really? Yeah, because we keep telling Moxley to take that vacation. It just doesn't seem like he wants to take that vacation. <laughs> it's 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 time, Mox. Uh, yeah, it's I'm, okay. I'm taking Paige. Uh, Jason. I agree with you. It's time. It's not even a knock that I want Moxley to go away, but I think this is more so about Hangman Page. I never want Moxley. No, no, no. But it's about Hangman Page. Mox is over. If Mox doesn't ever have another title match, he is so fucking over when it comes to AEW. It's not even a question. Now we got to bring everybody else up. Hangman Page needs to win. I'm writing down two beers. I'm writing down two beers answer before he says it. Two beer, who you got? Adam Page. Fuck yes. <laughs> right. I'm a little surprised. So all three of us have Page. It's it's cool. We have different answers on here for a bunch. For for that particular match, I'm a little surprised. And then we have MJF versus Ryan Danielson in a 60-minute Iron Man match, which I have to say I, I'm not looking forward to. Like it's the I, worst gimmick. It it's just it's just it's not what you want in a main event because you know you're gonna get sixty minutes. And that is too long. <laughs> and Brian Danielson is my favorite wrestler, probably of all time. And I expect him to keep it. No, you didn't say no, 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 no. Don't no. Let's let's call let's call it for what it is. You said he was the GOAT. Yes, I think he's okay. So don't so say it with your chest again this week. Is if he's the goat, then he can carry this motherfucker. Yeah, but I think the six. No, 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 no. I want to hear that shit. This is like I want to hear that shit. It's really like talking to my wife, man. Just let me finish my fucking (laughs) sentence, man. I'm just saying, like, I I don't even know what to say here. This is exactly like talking to my wife. Like, okay, yeah, I guess I'll uh, I'll put the baby. No, to bed. no, please, no, no. You were saying that Brian Danielson is the greatest wrestler of all time. Yeah. So if I he's going to be, see, I do not want to see a sixty-minute match at the end of a pay-per-view. But that's what we got. It has nothing to do with Brian Danielson. It has to do with the sixty-minute match at the end of a pay-per-view. If he's that great, the goat. Yeah. It's not like he hasn't done this before. If if MJF is that inferior it's when it a, when it comes to wrestling, and we've had this conversation before, it's an odd stipulation to put at the end of a pay per view in 2023. It's it is an it's odd a stipulation, st- especially to, especially at the end of a pay per view that is booked by a guy that is notorious for booking five and a half hour pay per views. Now. That match, that Golden Ring match, or that Sonic the Hedgehog match, or whatever you want to call it, where Powerhouse <laughs> Hobbs pulled that ring off of it, that should have been on the pay per view. That's a pay per view no. level match. The only no. reason that no, the only reason that shit was on Dynamite was because they knew that the pay per view is going to last too fucking long. 
Why are they doing an hour match? I'd like I dude, I I I like MJF. I love Brian Danielson. I want to see him fight all the time. I I don't want to see him fight 60 minutes against MJF. I don't think. Now hopefully I'll be proved exactly wrong. I'm just telling you exactly how I feel right in this moment. I'm being so honest with you right now. This uh, and, is and so I, vulnerable. And I will be honest and vulnerable as well. The reason I think they're doing this is to get MJF over. As as rare as he wrestles, when taking? he does, I'm taking MJF. As rare as he wrestles, when he does, it has to be good. And if you're going to bring out one person for 60 minutes on your AEW roster. Zach, who are you taking? You're taking Brian Danielson and bring him out. Uh, Tell me why. Uh, See, I was was going to, but it was just funny. I've just been saying one-word answers. Uh, So, uh, yeah, MJF, uh, I'll agree with Jason. I think this uh, goes a long way towards getting him over as a a credible wrestler, and and it's a continuation of the storyline of MJF taking uh, the easy way out. And I think perhaps he's going to – be, maybe they'll be tied for falls, or maybe it'll be all the way out. He'll have the opportunity to take the easy way out, and I think there's a, a, a possibility that he beats Brian Danielson clean. Say that last part again. Like there's a possibility that he beats Brian Danielson clean because if we know anything about Brian Danielson, he loves losing to young wrestlers. I loves there, it. I loves it more than no. I, I, his hot twin wife. I think there's a, a chance a, that Brian Danielson barely, barely more than a zero percent chance that Brian Danielson loses clean. I cannot see that. If if it goes two to two you within the last with five minutes, yes, I see the diamond ring. I see some sort of swerve. Big show. No way. Big show. No way. Mark Henry. <laughs> I don't give a rat's ass. Some. I would love to see I, just I, because. If goes over clean i'll feel the same way i did when roman reigns stacked daniel bryan and edge on top of each other and pinned them both motherfucker say what which was fucking amazing amazing we probably don't talk about it enough it's so dominant no it's one of my favorite moment moments in wrestlemania history me and you marked out oh we were there i was like what the fuck is this jason and i started punching each other in the face (laughs) we're like if that if that happens where MJF wins cleanly in a a final fall last five minutes, ten will minutes. Not ha- will not happen. I don't I, I don't see that happening, but if it does, it just reaffirms what I'm saying I'll coming be a up huge, to this part. I'll be a huge fan of it if it happens. I would love to see it. I just don't I, think it's gonna happen. I am picking Brian Danielson just because I I, I really don't think it's gonna happen. But if it happens, I wanna be able to have picked it. This motherfucker here. I'm, I'm calling 62 when I ain't got 50 for home runs yet. Go ahead. Call that motherfucking shot. One, two, three. That's going to do it for our three count. This motherfucker. This is banned from ringside. Uh, for odds and ends, you guys, you guys know CM Punk's coming back, right? <laughs> you, guys, you, guys, you guys know that's happening, right? That's happening. Sometime it, it, soon. Okay. No, 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 no. We, this is going to be the Say It With Your Chest podcast 
That's what I'm going to label it. Say have, it with your I chest. Have, when is he coming back? When's he coming back? When's he coming back? Sunday. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Two Beer. That's I'll what I'm see. talking about. I'll say. Uh, Speaking of confront MJF after MJF beats Brian Nails and Queen. I thought about that. <laughs> no, I thought about CM Punk coming out to help MJF. Why would he help him? Yeah. I don't know, man. I just think about this stuff in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Do you think I like what? Well, the next step is why would he do it? Well, why would Punk come back? Because to I, help MJF. Kayfabe. Kayfabe. Oh, K-fabe because he because he realized that this <laughs> is the, this is his really only, his only friend in AEW because MJF also doesn't like the elite and Kenny Omega and then he does some shoot style promo where he's like MJF no you has can't kept do his, that hold on MJF kept himself away from the elite and Omega the entire time they could have been and then he does a shoot promo work shoot promo where he talks about how MJF has kept himself away from it and that's why he respects MJF, and then they kind of work themselves into an MJF, uh, God bless Adam you. Page. And God wa- bless you. All the while, Brian Danielson is having the belt and having real matches while the fucking drama bitches are over here like CM Punk. God bless you. You, you really want that to happen, don't you? Where's that Tarwood sitting? <laughs> Six man tag. Six man tag. <laughs> Let me book the territory. Hey everybody, we got some birthdays this week. Uh Deborah is sixty-three. Justin Gabriel. You remember Justin Gabriel? Yes, I do. He is forty-two. Ivar. From War Machine. I can't yeah. remember his real name. He's thirty-nine. Well, uh, uh, no, 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 no. It's uh it starts with a W, uh, War Machine. No, no. Shut the fuck up. Uh, Dalton Castle is 37. Val Venus is 52. I say this every year, but the best thing about Venus is that Val Venus is they spelled Venus like penis with an I instead of a U. It's so funny. It's like, it's not Val Venus the planet. It's Val Venus penis with a V. Uh, Mr. Kennedy... Kennedy, Kennedy. Uh, is only 47. Bruce Pritchard is 60. Chase Owens is 33. Tyler Bate is 26. And I saw him on the, uh, the on NXT. The aforementioned Chad Gable, 37. The future WWE heavyweight champion. So, Murray the Murray Man Murray for Jack. Patriot Pat. Jack for Vice. Jack for Sam the Muller Mall. Check. For Tender Mahal. Check. For FB Eatery. For Soul Check. Taco. Check. For JJ Twix Pizza. For Check. Millie the Cat. For Xander the Cat. For Check. Reba the Dog. For Check. Aaron the Wife. Check. For Two Beer Zach Pullman. Your, your the daughter. White guy out in there. In the, oh, for the daughter. Edna uh, <laughs> May. For Jason Gordon. I am Bill Vegan. Everybody, boo the heel. Boo.